You, you don't care for it? No, they're fine. It's just, it's okay. Very good. There it's just are. two guys talking, so it's not bad. It doesn't mean it's terrible, but, you know, two guys talking. What a, what a tired format. That's my feeling. <laughs> Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. I'm Ian Boothby. Thought there was going to be a moment of silence or something. Oh, we thought there was going to be a moment of silence. I thought there was going to be some pre-show uh, well, bit bop. Let us remember the podcasts that have fallen before us. Okay. They serve so uh, that me, we, we may... Ink Panthers. That one's gone. That one's gone. Um, uh, all those ones that uh, supported the wrong side of the Civil War have been taken down. Those are all gone now. They're all, they're all right. gone now. The uh, Manimal uh, Minute. Manimal Minute. They went through every minute of Manimal. It's over now. It's done. Yeah, that every was too long. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's done too. Uh, WTF. Oh, is that, is, that, is that gone now? Yeah. Oh. It's done, right? Oh. It's not? It's a, Oh, that's you surprised your song? No, I don't think so. Okay, let me All move right. on. I couldn't think of another one. Completely Beatles. That one's done. That's gone. God forbid. Yeah, that one's fallen. Hey, most of these are ours. <laughs> to- oh, this is totally good. Tintin. Yeah, totally Tintin. All of them. <laughs> we've been we've been through all this. Okay, so uh, hey man, it's Hello. so close. It is like three uh, hundredth episode Eve. <laughs> it is like three hundredth episode Eve. You're right. Yeah. Oh. Nice. We foolishly didn't sync up the uh, 300th episode uh, to hit at the eclipse time. We could have just made that a big magical thing mm. and uh, had people ignore us while they looked up at the sky. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. Yeah, that we was... You're suggesting we would do the show live Yeah. during the eclipse. That's right. It didn't last very long, did it? No. Well, it depends where you were. How long did the actual eclipse last? Depends where you were. <laughs> the farther uh, the farther uh, west you were, the less time. But the farther east you went, it went up to I think like three minutes, maybe, maybe like two and a half minutes to three okay. minutes. So where not, I was, I went to Oregon, Salem, yeah, Oregon. Yep, you went to Salem, we Oregon. We got like a, a a minute and a half, I think, of it. Oh. Yeah, huh. uh, but yeah, it then increased as you went along because of uh, the amount they pay in taxes. They get a bit more eclipse. <laughs> Wait, do you say that again? The amount they pay in taxes, they get a bit more eclipse. So they, they pay don't, more taxes. They, they pay, get more eclipse. They pay less in taxes in Oregon. Well, they have no sales tax. That's right. And the more you pay in taxes, as you go further, oh, okay. As you go further east, yeah, they get more eclipse because they pay more taxes. Oh, I see. I see. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Yeah, I misunderstood what you said. Maybe I wasn't listening. No, that's that sounds that sounds right. <laughs> sorry. Uh, let me let me tell you something real quick. Uh, please just do to get it out of the way. Uh, <clears throat> please please uh, do. And uh, say. this is uh, if you take nothing else away from listening to the entire podcast mm-hmm. uh, from the, all 299 episodes. Let me just yep. state this one truth. Okay. This is uh, I'm going to speak the truth. This right This is now. a fact. Okay. Uh, eclipses are fucking awesome. Okay. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! You see, like a, a straight, like a, the the totality, like the like. Because here's the thing: my wife was going, we we got to go for the totality, and I'm like, oh, but what are you going to get here? Nine nine point nine nine. Well, what's it matter? Ah, okay. This is me being Johnny <laughs> Dumb. Yeah. This is me being Johnny Dumb. Uh, and then when I saw it, it was uh, there's as an adult man uh, who has turned fifty. Okay. You know, I've been in the ocean. I've seen the mountains. Okay. I've made love to a lady. I've have tasted, seen the prairies. I've tasted cilantro. I have seen the aurora borealis <laughs> over the prairies. Do I've like, met do you, Brent do you like cilantro? Butt. You met Brent Butt. I've met Brent okay. Butt. Does he taste a bit like cilantro? I have never kissed him. Oh, because he's married to a friend of mine, <laughs> and I respect the sanctity of their marriage. That's good of you. And these are all experiences. Yeah. And up there with those is mm-hmm. seeing the eclipse. Wow. That was like a genuinely new thing mm-hmm. that was just like. So none you, of us expected. Well, none of us. We all sort of knew what to expect. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a. I'm in a uh, park 
with a bunch of people there. Uh, you knew to look at the sky. Right. We had our uh, non-blindy things on because okay. we're not as stupid as a president. And we knew not <laughs> to look directly at the sun, so we had our he things on. He's not the only one. That's true. But he is definitely someone who should know better. And you hope is should smart he? enough should to he? not look at the sun should when he you know got better? your finger on the nuclear button. Yeah. Maybe don't be a dumbo that will look at the sun when everyone goes, don't look at the sun, dummy. Uh, there you go. So some people looked He's at the sun. He's never read Day of the Triffids. He's never. He hasn't read, of course he hasn't. Yeah. Did he, read. did he ghostwrite it? If not, he didn't even read the books he ghostwrote. Anyway, let's just get back to something beautiful. So we're all, all right. in the field. Yep. We're all, so you sit down and you're glad to have made it because you, it was hard to get there. And you mm. get there and you're sitting sitting down and you got a beverage and uh, you're looking up to your thing and you're going, oh, that's neat. Because it's like you look through the thing, you see the sun and a little, it's covering a little more, a little more, a little more, a little more. We're all having a good time. Yeah. A little more. And then it happens. Now, I did not know. I thought you can't look at it ever. Oh, okay. I thought you can't look at it ever. Yeah. But when it's uh, covered yeah. completely, then it's safe to look. Oh. So I'm looking at it through the thing, and basically it goes black now to me. Yeah. And then everyone starts screaming around me, like screaming. But it's uh, screaming as in like the, oh, my, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm yeah. looking over at my wife, and I'm looking at my sister-in-law, and they're just standing like it's the best rock concert in the world. And, and I say, can you look at it? He's like, yeah, you can. Oh, I didn't know. So I look at it. And the the sky is gray. Everything's gray, like dark gray. Yeah. Stars have come out yeah. Yeah. in the middle of the day. So there's that. Yeah. And you think like when you're going to see the eclipse, it's going to be uh, like a yellow, almost like flame. That's what you picture it's going to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's just this It's this uh, incredible bright whiteness behind this black disk. And it looks like nothing else you've ever seen. There's no context because there's nothing mm. that looks like this. Yeah. And that's basically what was blowing everyone's minds was <laughs> we have never had an experience like this. And, uh, yeah, it lasts for about a minute. Like we're, you, you sort of get used to it for, for a bit, but then you look back up again and go, no, I'm not used to it. I have no I, – no, I'm not getting used to the temperature of this pool. Holy shit. And then it goes away and we all just like are like, oh, oh wow, jeez. Ah. And my wife had the foresight to bring uh, Thus Spake Zep. Zapusta, whatever. Zapusta, yes. yeah. So played that, which was pretty good. Yeah. Actually, this was pretty good during the, during that time. And then there was some song about the sun. Strauss, right? R- Ricard Strauss. I'm, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not familiar mm. with uh, his early work. Uh, I like his later stuff. Big um, big fan of Nietzsche. Was he? That's what that that's a yeah. book by Nietzsche. Thus spake Zarathustra. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm more of a fan of his later work with the man and Superman because I like Superman. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. You're amazing. mixing that up with George Bernard Shaw. That is George Bernard Shaw's play. Is it? Yes. But uh, Nietzsche came up with the idea of the Superman. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he it wasn't Man and Superman. That's the name of George Bernard Shaw's play. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he also did the uh, Arms of the Man. He put man in a lot of his things, huh? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying is uh, unbelievable. You get a chance in 2024 to go check that out. Do it. It's worth your while. Well, didn't we get one of our own back in uh, 1979 or so? We did. We did. And that was, uh, again, the don't look up at a little blind uh, Mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. I just moved to um, Delta. Me too. Me too. Me too. And uh, I remember it was happening. I'm not sure if they kept us. This is weird. Because a lot of kids I know around that time, they kept us inside. Because the dummies are going to no. look at the sky. Yeah. You're going to be able to keep a kid we from doing that. We had the pinhole that. viewers. Yeah, we had the pinhole viewers. But some of them mm-hmm. didn't trust the kids they were with. And so okay. the kids didn't get to see it at all. Oh, and yeah. my wife, Pia, was told by somebody, if you look at it all, you'll go blind. So she's just hidden in a basement and was uh, upset always since that time that she missed it. Okay. So this okay. made up for uh, a lot yeah. of time. Yeah, it doesn't happen every day. It doesn't happen every day. Because for us here in uh, beautiful Vancouver, yeah. uh, it merely went slightly tinted out. 
like the sky took on an eerie kind of gloominess. Okay. But it didn't go like dark or anything. It just kind of it just kind of went slightly the birds gloomy. Didn't freak out. The birds did not. I don't think so. They seem fine. Uh, but no, it was. It just was. Uh, yeah, it just kind of went slightly darkish. Yeah, people in Vancouver that went, I don't see what the big deal is. I could go. I get you. No, you, missed, you, you missed. Well, we missed it. I mean, yeah. I don't know what percentage we had here, but it wasn't. It wasn't enough to make much of a of a of an effect. Right. You know. And I was working, so I, was, <laughs> I looked outside and went, "Wow, it looks weird out there." Then a moment later, I looked outside and went, "Wow, it looks normal again." Okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, I'm the glad end. you didn't look at it and go blind. So, uh, and and those of you that did uh, go blind looking at it, you still got podcasts as uh, an entertainment because uh, you know we don't yeah. require sight. <clears throat> you don't. No more movies, books. Nope. I guess you, you will get never audio know books. how the Avengers will end. You'll never know uh, what's going to happen. How's Captain America going to do? You can wa- they can watch it with descriptive service. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Captain America throws shield. Yeah. It yeah. hits Hydra guy. It's not quite the Twang. same. Not quite the they same. They shouldn't say twang. I guess you can actually hear that now. It's so. <laughs> they don't say the sound effects. I used to like listening to the descriptive when I found out that TVs could do this. This yes. was quite a while back. That was a long time ago. Uh, but I used to like listening to that when I was watching a mystery show. Oh. Uh, if it was one that actually had clues. Because mm-hmm. it's like, we see the Ace of Diamonds on the table. Ah, this matters. There's a reason they have to tell this. Yeah. It dumbs it down for me, which I like. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why Why would you want... Like, I don't understand. Why do you want, want it spoiled? I want to be able to figure it out. I want to figure the mystery oh, okay, out. Okay, okay. Yeah, and it's like But you're, me but know you're what cheating, so at. in a way you're like... Uh, but am I? <laughs> yes, you are. But aren't I only cheating myself? <laughs> you're cheating everyone. I don't care. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm throwing the board over on myself. If you're going to like... We're gonna walk around boasting about how how good you are at solving mysteries on TV shows, and it turns out you're. Oh, that's what I do too. I really yeah. am a big mystery. Well, booster. you had that shirt they used to wear that said, "I'm really good at solving mysteries on TV shows." Yeah, but then it said, "Just I do Columbo. remember that." <laughs> yeah, this is the easiest. You're right. You're do you know right. something? I'm watching a little bit of uh, Kolchak, the Night Stalker. Love that show. It is a good show. You know who? You know who uh, produced that show? I I don't. David Chase. Oh, that's neat. Creator of The Sopranos. All Ooh, right. Also worked on Rockford, Rockford Files. Files. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, what I like about... It all the... comes back to Rockford Files, everyone. That's just... What our life... What is our life center around? What I, what I like about... 70s TV. About uh, him, uh, Kolchak, yeah. is uh, that he... Natty Dresser. He's got the hat. Mm-hmm. I'll right. give you. I'll give you the hat. But I don't know if this uh, siren's going to be going by us or not, so I don't know whether to really get into full mode or not. Let's mm-hmm. see. Seems to be creeping. Seems to be coming forward. Yeah. Anyone want to guess what this is? But come on. Listen. Give it a guess. Listen. You know what it is. And it's a oh. ice cream truck. It was it was an ice cream truck, you're right. Yeah. That was the entertainer going by really fast. That's what it's <laughs> now you know what it <laughs> sounds <laughs> like. <laughs> okay, here's the thing about Kolchak. <clears throat> Wait a second. What it, was it? It was actually a it was like a paramedics uh, truck, but it was a it was a pickup truck with and a could canopy. You guess what color it was? It was red. It was red. Yeah. You would not have guessed that right, probably. Why not? Uh, who would have guessed that? Okay, so Kolchak. <laughs> yeah. Night Stalker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, does he, first of all, does he write these stories at the end of it? Do these stories appear I in think, the paper? I think they end up, you know, in the old days when you, like, put, you'd take your sheets and then they would, like, plonk them onto, like, that little pointy, like, uh, to hold them in place. You'd put it on that needle yeah. kind of thing, like yeah. a, I don't know what it's called. Spike? A sp- yeah, that's a good word for it. A spike. Okay. A st- uh, male spike. I don't know. All so, right. anyway, that's that's where they ended up. They just go, you know, Kolchak! Just slam it down on top of that, and that was the end of it. Never to be seen. Never again. to be seen. So he spends all this time and never gets paid for. Well, he gets paid, paid for something. Obviously. But he's really just wasting the paper's time, right? But here's here's what he's I asked to investigate. You know, some sort of. Whenever he sees a thing, mm-hmm. he doesn't believe it at first, and yeah. you're like, "Well, after the seventeenth thing, mm-hmm. 
He's a he reporter. You should be open to the he's idea a, that he is a reporter. There could be a robot no. that that made a human face out of clay and is now killing people. You already know that there's zombies yeah. and there's vampires and there's a headless thing, motorcycle guy, headless motorcycle guy. <laughs> That's and what I you know, also, how do you sleep? How do you like not just cover yourself <laughs> up in a blanket and just go? Everything's real and it's horrible. He seems strangely brave. Or oblivious. Or in a cowardly way. But I mean, he goes into situations where it's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows it. We know it. Everybody knows it. And yet he still goes in. Yeah, and the, and the other thing is like, but he doesn't like go, okay, so there's a rumor that there's a robot here. Yeah. Okay, so now, seeing as how all these other stories I've been through, when it's a rumor it's a vampire, it is a vampire. Yeah. And I end up needing a spike. So uh, there's a robot. The, the spike that you put the uh, papers on I apologize. Oh, steak. Okay. Steak. Uh, I would say like, would you travel with a thermos full of water? To throw on said robot, like just, just in. What case. would water do to a robot? It's le- it's electric. But it's not like it's not openly conducting. Like it's not. How do you know? I would assume. Well, why would you make a robot that? Usually they go take to... their face off at some point and show the circuits, and at that point you chuck the water at their. Uh, well, I mug. guess so. Oh, maybe that's the time. I was that, gonna say that's why how would... you defeat a mascotron. Why would you make a robot that couldn't go out in the rain? That'd be dumb. Because it's a summertime robot for fun <laughs> summer times. <laughs> <laughs> summertime, summertime, right. summertime, robot. Summertime, uh, summertime, 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 robot. Yeah. yeah, I'll grant you that. All right, go on with your story. No, I'm just saying, like, uh, when go you, on. When you get a rumor, like, hey, there's a werewolf. Yeah. Uh, bring a silver bullet, dummy. <laughs> like, don't go. Bah. Like, you know, there's shit. So fucking always bring the thing. <laughs> I always think that with Mulder too. It's just like, what? The, there's a rumor that you're gonna go meet a, a campsite full of vampires. Yeah. Bring some fucking. You know, wooden steak and holy water, just in case. Maybe, and if if not, well, what even lost? Nothing. Did he? Is it a rumor that he's going to a? Doesn't it? Don't there is a camp actually, but, but don't they investigate and discover? They there don't is a motor. Like... There is a motor home uh, full of vampires. And by the way, you know who's in that episode? Brent Butt. Oh, really? <laughs> is he one of the vampires? Nope. Oh, he's just a guy working, working. I believe a Hapless... gas station. Oh, wow. I believe he's working a gas station. I think That's this where he means that corner gas takes place in the X Files universe. Yeah, interesting. Which crossover. means it also takes place in the Simpsons universe, because the Simpsons cross over with the X-Files. So all those three universes, Corner Gas, Simpsons, and X-Files, are connected. Well, it's good now that Corner Gas is animated. Mm-hmm. It, it, can anim- it can somehow joint, can have some sort of you know joint with uh, Simpsons. Yeah, when, when can we be animated? <laughs> yes, I wish we were more animated when we did the show. Oh, hey, speaking of things that got drawn... Uh, Marcus, our, our buddy, what's his last name again? Uh, Harwell. Harwell. Harwell yeah. uh, sent us in a, a really cool drawing of Frank, yes. Frank Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, last, uh, last week. By the way, thanks for all the Frank Bigfoot praise and people saying they want more Frank Bigfoot. Darn rights. I back you up on that. Uh, <laughs> yes. But uh, Marcus sent us a, a cover. Yeah, for, he drew uh, a, a cover, a spec cover for, for Frank Well, Bigfoot. spec means he's looking to get hired. I think that was what he was doing. All right. Is he looking for a job? Yeah, I think he's looking for a job. Oh, I didn't know we were hiring. I didn't know we were hiring either. I'm not saying we're hiring. I'm just saying he was looking for a job. Those are two different things. All right. Does anyone get paid for this? No one gets paid. It's comics. Well, why is he trying to get hired? I have no idea. Huh. Weird. Anyway, it was good. Because it's such a magical idea. Frank yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. How could people resist that idea of, of, a, is of it a noir to detective? show that to people on our site, perhaps? Oh, uh, yeah, I, well, I meant to write to... Because uh, he just sent us an email, and I, I meant to write to him. Oh, okay. Um, and, and say... Is it okay? Oh, well, I, let's ask it? him right now. Let's ask him right now. Marcus, is it, is it okay? Is it okay? Is it okay if is we... It, is it safe? Is it safe? <laughs> is it safe? <laughs> is it Marcus, safe? is it safe? Safe for us to show that? Okay. Yeah, there that was good. There was a good. lot of nudity in it. Uh, there was? Well, what version did you get? I Maybe I got the I got the one with the, with the girl and there's some big headlights. Is that the same one? And the big feet? <laughs> big feet. You know what big feet mean? Yep. Yetis. Big, big shoes. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that one. I was, I was, you know, I think people seem pretty enthused about it. So I'm, you know, I figured out like now that five people had have said hooray, well, it's time to start working on this. I think so. You know, why not? Darn tootin', Rasputin. <laughs> That's my saying. Oh, hey, folks, listen, we didn't uh, mention, uh, which is dumb. Uh, besides saying that it is the 300th episode next week, but we got to give this uh, a good hard plug. Uh, we're doing our live show next week. We are next uh, next week. That is August uh, 31st. That is a Thursday. That is a Thursday. And uh, show starts at seven o'clock sharp. We hope. Uh, so show <laughs> up like around 6:30. Where uh, that is the Eighth Dimension Comic Book Store here in Vancouver, BC. We never have the address handy this week. We do. Two, four, one, eight. Who do we appreciate? Uh, well, forget that. That threw, threw you off. 2418 Main Street. That is Main Street. Main and Broadway. Uh, come on down and uh, look at some comic books, maybe. Buy yeah. some comic books. Read sure. some comic books. Do all those things. And you know what? It's also a polka stop. A polka stop? Yep. Oh, polka. Like Pokemon. Or you can do some polka in I was thinking, you I thought you said polka. Like, it's a polka stop. Like, people. Well, that didn't seem to make any sense. And here's uh, here, if I remember uh, to do this, which I think I will. I will uh, set a lure, a polka lure. Okay. And uh, maybe, uh, maybe, and then if you come to the polka stop, there's going to be some uh, wild Pokemon around. You can mm. catch some Pokemon <laughs> while you're uh, seeing our show. And how much does our show cost, Dave? Four dollars. No. 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 But wait, there's less. Uh, <laughs> free. It's free. Just oh, it's on. free. Yeah, come on in. Oh, okay. Well, you know, here's the problem. Like, if you're going to send me like suggestions, mm-hmm. maybe like follow up when you change your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> anyway, it's free. So come and uh, we got a guest, uh, and the guest is uh, Steve Scrooge. I feel like I'm always behind in the memos. Yeah, you are. But mm-hmm. I, I send him to Steve. He's good. Steve's so okay. Steve Scrooge, you're like, who's that? Oh my God, who isn't that? Who isn't Steve Scrooge? Yeah, for, uh, he's uh, first of all Johnny Comics. You know, everywhere from Ecto Kid, okay. which he did with the Wachowskis, which is a comic for the Clive Barker line of comics. Okay. Uh, he's uh, uh, worked on the Matrix, designed those robots he likes so much in the Matrix. They come, ah, here they come. Oh, they're like the octopusy looking ones? Yeah, he designed those. Cool. Yeah, he went like, you know what I'm going to make them? Mm-hmm. Octopussies. Nice. Yep. Little James Bond tribute? Sure. Everything's a James Bond tribute in the Matrix if you did, really think oh, about it. Oh, I'm going to interrupt you in a minute, but go on. Why don't you interrupt me now? No, no, I'll interrupt you in a bit. All right, he's also worked with George Miller. I like he George is, Miller. Uh, he is uh, currently working with Brian K. Vaughn on I like him Stand too. on Guard, okay. uh, uh, which com- is a Canada-America war a what, set in the future. A what-if story? It is a what-if story, yeah. or a why-not story, what or do you a mean, how-about-if-this-happens story. <laughs> what do you mean, why-not? I think there's a lot of why-nots. And he's got a new book coming out called uh, Maestros, and he's, uh, he's a damn fine fellow. And he is on the wall at Terry Fox High in their wall of fame. Oh, really? And he's on there with my wife. Nice. Yeah, both of them are there. I almost went to Terry Fox, but we moved from Coquitlam. In those oh. days, it was a junior high. Uh, road less traveled. Road, no, no. There road was, not traveled. Road not traveled, yeah. Two forks. I took the uh, high road. Mm-hmm. They took the low road. Yep. Two forks. I ate pasta twice as fast. <laughs> the old Robert Frost book <laughs> about how to get the most pasta for your money. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Interrupt use, me. Use a spoon. Uh, I can't remember what it was now, so it's okay. <laughs> was it about Steve working with uh, the Matrix folks? Was it about uh, George Miller? Was it about uh, No, it's okay. It's all gone now. Mad Maxing? Nope. He worked uh, he worked with him on uh, the uh, film that didn't come out which was the Justice League movie. Uh back oh. when George Miller was going to be doing the Justice oh, okay. League movie. Oh, okay. Oh, neat. So he did like character designs and things like yes, that? Yes, he did and they are some beautiful character mm. designs. Mm. He showed them to me and they're uh, yeah, quite gorgeous. There were some interesting ideas in how that come, thing. How come George Miller did? Well, I guess we could ask him when we uh That's right. Don't why would I make it up when you I'm could ask I'm setting up I'm guy. setting up the stuff like well, hey, if you're interested in this, we're going to talk to a person who'll tell us why 
why, oh why, um, they didn't do the Justice League movie with George Miller. Let me tell you one thing that was Which cool. seems crazy when you think about when it. When I you went... think of Mad Max Fury Road and how great that was. So great. Uh, it's uh, Here's uh, something when I went into his art space. And he was showing me things. Uh, there is a full-size uh, Mr. Smith, as in those yeah, guys yeah. from The Matrix, sure. right? Because mm-hmm. in The Matrix 3, there's all those uh, Mr. Smiths that are watching mm-hmm. uh, them fight. Well, you go like, oh, that's all CGI. Oh, no, not all of them. Some of them were uh, f- uh, like mannequins, like oh, really? the, just incredibly realistic mannequins. And he has one of those there, and it looks just like the guy, and it's creepy. Ah. It's damn creepy. Unless you're attracted to that character, in which case <laughs> you could have some real fun. Oh, that actress. Whatever name. you do in the Matrix. That actress name was on the tip of my tongue, but I cannot remember. It's uh, Tippy Tungington. That's why it's on the tip of my tongue. It was yep. so close. Yep. Tippy Tungington. I like I like him in that movie. Lord of the Rings. He's pretty good. Yep. I, he's the Red Skull. He's not as good in. He's good in the Red Skull. He's not as good in Lord of the Rings because it's like all these beautiful elves and then there's him. Hugo this... Hugo Weaving is his name. Sure. Sounds like a, a, an elven name, doesn't it? Weaving. Sounds his like name, the name of an elf. His name. His yeah. facial features. I don't want to insult the guy. Like you know, he's yeah, you know he's harsh. good at. <laughs> when you saw him as the Red Skull, you went, "Yeah, that makes that sense. makes sense. That scans." But as an elf, no, mm-hmm. no. As Agent Smith, perfect. El- El- Elrond, no, not at all. Elrond Hubbard. Elrond Hubbard, the elf. That's right. Yes, <laughs> started Scientology a long time ago. Do you feel when you saw Captain America? That's where the Sorry. Mount uh, Doom, wherever they took the. That's where Zenu and and you know had the people. The oh, souls. nice, nice connection with the volcanoes. Yeah, yeah, well done. Yeah. Uh, when uh, when when it was the end of Captain America and the Red Skull gets defeated, it felt to me like he'd be coming back because he he went yeah, away in a weird way. He did, but I mean the time period. I mean he, he could, but I think that they kind of changed like the idea of the films. How so? Well, the first movie is kind of a kind of a war movie sort of a thing, yep. whereas the second film is more of like a Jason Bourne sort of you know espionage or spy you know spy thriller sort of yeah so like you couldn't have a, him in that it wouldn't make sense it wouldn't make sense and then civil war is so closely tied into like the avengers storyline that it really yeah. it's not even a captain america movie captain america so you could take captain america's name off that you call yeah, it the it, avengers civil war it and it would be like accurate he wasn't being killed though it felt like he was being sucked into another world you know the world that made this thing mm. and so there he goes man so, i cannot remember that movie i remember bits and pieces of it but it's been a while that's all right it's been you don't have to you know it came out 20 years ago right yeah, it was 20 years ago. That's when it came out. Yeah. It was a, there was a, an eclipse that year, I believe. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I do not have to remember things from that time. Right. That long ago. Have you watched uh, Defenders? I've watched uh, everything up to the very very last episode. Okay. I, w- I would have done the exact same thing, except I watched the last episode when we came back from America. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We went like, uh, oh, we got to watch Twin Peaks, and we got to watch uh, <laughs> we got Defenders, and we watched both. And it was Twin, fine. Twin Peaks has not been disappointing. It's been very, very good. Yeah. Very, 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 very. I know very some good. people are not uh, digging it, and that's absolutely fine. Because when you do well, something, you take big risks. Yeah, and you take big risks that's in fine. this thing. That's fine. And it feels like to me the kind of thing that um, that a, like a channel like an HBO or a Showtime is for. Yeah, it's like you know what, this ain't for everybody. Sure, but if you like it and mm-hmm. want to pay for it, yeah, we'll give it to you, and that's fine. Yeah, you don't have to mainstream mm-hmm. this shit. Mm-hmm. Just here it is, and it's beautiful, yeah. and it's amazing, and there we are. Well, it feels like. To me, it feels like the people who are watching, who are, the people who are not enjoying it are people who didn't really, apparently did not get Twin Peaks in the first time around, you know, so, or they didn't, there's something about it, I don't know, maybe they just didn't enjoy the lynching elements about it as much as they, they could have, you know. Well, what, what we're doing... Uh, as someone who's a fan, sorry, as someone who's a ahead. big fan of Twin Peaks, Interrupt Fire Walk With Me, mm-hmm. like I love those things, both of them, 
I was disappointed when Firewalk with Me came up because I wanted it to continue the storyline of that the cliffhanger storyline yes. of the original series. But at the same time, I really enjoyed that very Lynchian exploration, and I liked like the Chester Desmond part of it, uh, you know, and the Blue Rose cases and all that kind of. I mean, that's, and that's come back quite a bit in in this uh, return. Yeah, we're not uh, gonna series. we're not gonna spoil things, but yeah. I'm not gonna return. But these are things that are yeah, from elements, uh, elements from and yeah. So I. You know that movie, and I I made Eve watch. She didn't want to watch Firewalk with me for the longest time, because when I told her that it wasn't a continuation of the original series, she was so disappointed, and she's like, I don't even, can't even bother to watch it if they're not going to continue. They're not going to tell me what happened. You know, I don't. Blah, blah. But we watched it, and she enjoyed it quite a bit. And it's good that she did because I think it it certainly bears on the uh, new series. Did you watch the missing pieces? No, I have not seen okay. it. Yeah, they're. Uh, I believe they're combining. They're getting a, a version that's like both the missing pieces and the thing coming out. That'd be fun. Soon. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. So, uh, what what I what we've been doing is we've been watching it because we watch it immediately because now we got to see it. Yeah. Um, and then because uh, she leads a real life, uh, our sister, my sister in law Victoria, as Vicky Van show, Vicky Van, uh, comes over and she watches it later, and we and she's like, hey, do you guys mind watching again? No. We don't. And you watch it the second time, yeah. and it's much better than the first time. Oh, really? Because you can relax, and you're not going, oh, I want this to occur. And you're going, like, yeah. you just enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think most people that watch the first two seasons have that in their heads. It's yeah. like, oh, I watched it. I remember it. Yeah. I like it. I don't have any expectations of that. Whereas you have, I think, like, when you came week to week, probably to Twin Peaks, maybe you were like, I just want to know, yeah. get on with the mystery. Who cares about that fucking character? Yeah. And, yeah, but once you know that it's not going to happen you can just sit back and go oh man oh that's beautiful oh that's great it's interesting there is a bit of a flattening effect i remember watching when i watched it with eve we uh, you know i made her watch um the first season and second season you're of Twin forcing Peaks. your daughter to watch a lot of things yeah yeah i mean i didn't make her but you know i was like you should watch this so i think you would if enjoy you it have dinner if you want to have dinner hey do you want to go to s- yeah, yeah. you want to go to uh, have your school supplies paid for mm-hmm. watch uh, watch, watch this. Twin Peaks with me yeah so uh when we watch new shoes eh? but you when we watched shoes? it again <laughs> when we watched it again see i'm talking over that i just that did not guys i don't want you to think that it happened like that because uh it did the um thing about it though there was sort of a flooding because you know i really you really enjoy the first season of course the second season which you remember in your mind is being very problematic and that you had a real some real issues with it. Watching them, just sitting down and kind of watching a bunch in a row, you don't get quite as frustrated because you're not having that week-to-week experience yeah. with it. And also, you already know what's coming. Generally, so, yeah. so you're not like, you know, there's things you forgot about, of course. And you're like, oh, this, oh. Oh, the little Nicky plot. Oh. Uh, but at the same time, I wasn't as terrible as I remember. <laughs> Except for the one character who dressed as a Japanese person. That's, that was as terrible as you remember. No, it didn't bother me. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's a rough ride. It's, you know, whatever. <laughs> They're having, this is such a goofy show that I just can't, why can you take it seriously? <laughs> then, then, oh, uh, brother. But, and then, but I also found the very final episode, which I love so much at the time, mm-hmm. wasn't quite as like, wow, as it was the first time around, you know? So it's sort of, there was more of a flattening where everything kind of, yeah, because you have expectations. As, yeah, exactly. And expectations mm-hmm. color of the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was yeah it was interesting um I, but I've really been enjoying this uh, third season I've I cannot stop yeah I I don't watch them again but what I do is uh, there's uh, YouTubers that do like kind of recaps I'm loving those and I really enjoy those there's uh, yeah the GameSpot Universe ones which I I enjoy and then there's another guy named Pete Peppers 
And he seems very like. I can't watch him for some reason. Oh, really? Why not? I don't know. There's just something I'm like watching him and just the rhythm of his voice. Okay. Goes, oh, something feels wrong here. Mm. I just I can't get this okay. at this moment. I enjoy him because he kind of goes a little deeper into various side yeah. things, and he'll do like a Philip Jeffries one and uh, and a, the problem with Annie one and stuff like that. And I enjoy yeah, I enjoy that. There's element. a Wild and Chihuahua one, but the guy just seems too just too generic. He almost seems like a guy who's yeah. reading signs going by the highway mm. and just like McDonald's. <laughs> oh, that's a yeah. casino. He's a, some, someone from Jersey too, because he's got a bit of a yeah. I'm not doing the right accent. Wow, Lynch. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's this right. show was very interesting because you know what could happen. Who could this character be? That's right. Yeah. Could they be the billionaire? Yeah. Could they be the mother? Could they be the monster? Yeah. Could they be nobody? <laughs> I don't know. Why am I even bringing it up then? I'm just giving you multiple options. Yeah, what I, color will that couch be? I, Blue? I don't watch those Turquoise? Ones. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. But yeah, I like to watch those. Because uh, then Pete Peppers, who you apparently don't like, but he'll do he'll do his top ten moments. Yeah. He gets that out like on Monday. Yeah. Then he'll come in a little bit later in the week and he does his recap and review where he recaps the show and then talks about some stuff in more detail. And then his last one is Things You Might Have Missed. So 10 things you might have missed, and so he'll go back through and, and tell you things that you might not have noticed because you were yeah. too b- busy watching the show to pay attention to minutia and little things. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's the fun. GameSpot Universe ones, I like uh, the stuff they've done. Uh, I, I, they do uh, stuff for Preacher. They do stuff for Rick and Morty. I don't yeah. really watch Game of Thrones a lot, but they do one for, for that as mm-hmm. well. And uh, even though, like, on the Rick and Morty ones, you're like, well, there's nothing really, you know, it's trying to spot Easter eggs, but there's really not a lot of Easter eggs, really. Hmm. Or they don't spot them like crazy. Yeah. Whereas Twin Peaks is a good one to, like, spot Easter it's, eggs. It's not business. just, it's not, yeah, not just Easter eggs, but just the whole, like, what does it mean element yeah, of themes. it? You know, like, themes and... Oh, and, yeah. they, and they're a bit and funnier, the too. They do some good kind of shtick, little yeah. back and forth, okay. bitsy bits. It's all right. You, you don't care for it? No, they're fine. It's just, it's okay. Very good. There it's just are. two guys talking, so... It's not bad. It doesn't mean it's not terrible, but, you know, two guys talking. What a, what a tired format. That's my feeling. <laughs> uh, the other, well, I don't know. I prefer that Pete Pepper's guy. Maybe just because I discovered him first. Sure. Um, that I find interesting. I, what I think is interesting. Uh, I keep saying interesting. Man, the, I overuse that word, don't, don't I? I'm yeah, next that, time you say interesting, I'm gonna write immediately down follow it with a word that means interesting, but means actually what you're talking about. That's, that's more specific. I find it curious. There you are. Or no, I find it... Bi-curious. I find it bi-curious. I find it... Hmm. You find it? I find hmm. it telling. Ah! There's a word. I find nice. it telling that the... Sh- There's the English major. That the shows <laughs> the shows they talk about on like GameSpot Universe, for instance, and Pete Peppers does it as well. He does Game of Thrones as well, is... They're all weekly shows. They're not the binge watch shows because those shows you can't do this with. Mm-hmm. You can't have a weekly format of what's next Cause you can't guess. shows because you can't because there's no point. It's already out there. It's all it's already been vomited out in one long stream onto the floor. Whereas these shows, they carefully parse you know parse it out to us, so you have to like make do with what you have and, but the and puzzle peppers, over this little thing. And, and again, I don't watch the Game Spot ones about uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, because they're based on books. Do they the, the show are the show are no longer based on the books. The books are are well. Are they gone? The, now? The, yeah, the TV show is well past the books. Okay. They're 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 make, making their own. They're plowing their own furrow. Is that something sure. I could say? Sure. They're plowing sowing their own their furrow. Own oats. They're sowing their own. The characters in the show are sowing their own oats. Exactly. And R R George R R R R Martin has no <laughs> say in who they're sowing or whether their oats are sown. So he's writing his books. 
and they're doing their own thing. Just because yeah. he he fell behind, and they and they have they have a giant machine to feed to feed. So, so yeah, and they kind of went uh, their own directions where appropriate earlier. Mm-hmm. Much again, like uh, the other show, the preacher. You know, preacher. There was a. Did, a you you know, I like, tried to watch it. Could not. Could not enjoy it. We oh the first season. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, doing some pretty amazing things mm. now. Yeah. Uh, like stuff that I'm going, uh, you can do that on TV, huh? <laughs> really? Huh? Really? Wow. Really? Yeah. Well, you can do it on AMC. Season, yeah, the second season I'm not uh, digging as much as the first season. But uh, it's still got enough in it that I'm like, oh, okay. And it's tough because it's like, it's one of these where like you're being, because Gar- even Garth Ennis' stuff, mm-hmm. Garth Ennis' stuff. Who was like the writer of the original comic. Who was the writer creature, of the original. Yeah. And sometimes you feel like he's just being shocking to be a bad boy kind of okay. thing. Okay. And you're like, Are, is the TV show just doing that to be doing that? Do mm-hmm. they have enough heart and character behind it to deliver and um, for the most part they do and there's enough genuine cleverness and interesting things that i'm like yeah okay but sometimes i feel like well you're just trying to be a dick now now yeah. you're just trying to like you know make people mm. go oh what the you know eh, fair enough it's not you know listen it's at least they're trying something different and okay. i'll give them i'll give them that no matter what <laughs> All right. You're never going to see a recommendation. Thing. No, no. That is actually a recommendation. Like, okay. I think a TV show and saying. Lisa, you're, trying. You're not. No, no. You're not. I'm going to. I'm saying not that they're trying. Everyone tries. Uh, but mm, I, you're going to see things. You're going to see things. Uh, try and find a show where people don't try. Uh, even the shittiest show, they try. I've been on the shittiest cartoons and we fucking tried. Um, <laughs> but try uh, this. This show does things you would not see anywhere else. Okay. So I'll give you that. It, it's, it's a unique point of view. Uh, that I, I could not compare to any other uh, television mm. show. So okay. I'll, I'll give them that. And my, uh, there's some genuinely funny stuff in there. My my problem with AMC shows is that they don't they don't uh, keep them like in their in their um like you can't go back and watch them when like they take them out they take episodes away. So oh so if you come in like a couple weeks late you won't be able to watch the first episode. Like if you go on a website or whatnot. Well, if like. You know, you have like your uh, free, you know, whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called on, on in your cable package. Okay. And then they have like the oh yes on yes. demand or whatever, yes. and you can go into like Crave TV. And All that's right. how we watched Twin Peaks. We've never actually watched it or recorded it. We just on Sunday night after it's shown, we just go to Crave TV. Right. And there it is, and we watch that the episode that came on that night. Uh, but AMC, when you go to their on demand, they do not store the the shows in their entirety through the season. So if you miss a couple weeks of Better Call Saul, let's say, if you come back and go, oh, we should, we better watch that because you know the first episode will be gone, and then so you're left with the second episode. And you're like, well, I don't want to watch a show from the second episode, so forget it. And that's kind of what happened with Preacher. I, I missed the first episode yeah. of the first season. I watched the second and third episode, and I was kind of like, well, it's okay, but maybe I missed some. You should watch huge the first episode because it does some things in it. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't, but I couldn't because it's gone. Okay. <sighs> Fair enough. <sighs> Fair enough. I mean, I could illegally download it. Or it'll pop up on something somewhere sometime on your Netflix. And maybe maybe it'll be on Netflix because I think they have Walking Dead and they have some other AMC shows. Better Call Saul's on Netflix. Better Call Saul, that's right. But I'll have to wait till next year before I can watch season two. But that's my fault because I, I was, or season three, I was too nervous to watch it. And so I actually PVR'd it. You mean Better Call Saul? Better Call Saul. Mm. I, I PVR'd it because I knew oh, that AMC okay. dumps, dumps their shows. So I PVR'd it. But I was too nervous to watch it. And then my PVR erased Early episodes because we our PVR got full of my daughter's cartoon shows and so then uh, I lost my show. Well, uh, Better Call Saul, yeah, Netflix, go for it. Uh, I think the second season's it's on. Very, yeah, I've seen the second season. That's all uh, right, we're fine. And the third season has some good stuff too. Uh, I was just too nervous. Okay. By the way, I hope he gets the uh, I, I hope he gets the uh, Emmy. Who? Uh, Bob Odenkirk. That would be nice. But that, is that it, guy's he, doing some good acting. He's a comedian. I know. 
and that's why he's a good actor because as a comedian especially a sketch comedian yeah. you got to be able to act a lot of different things yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's true yeah it's, it's underappreciated when I would people agree. uh look back kind of at robin williams and go and you know he won an academy award yeah it's me he's a really good dramatic actor yeah yeah if you do comedy yeah. you have to also be good at drama because yeah. drama leads to the comedy mm. yeah it's like sure. there's, there's a setup before yeah. the punchline and if you just cut off the punchline you just have the setup mm-hmm. that's drama if you only say nanu nanu there's no comedy there. If you took Charlie Chaplin mm-hmm. and just had it with like him being kicked in the butt by the guy, you know, uh, you know, and then falling down and being lying heavy, in the gutter, yeah, yeah. it'd be very heavy, but it would be damn good drama. Mm-hmm. You go, that guy how breaks your heart. <laughs> yeah. Cut it yeah. off there. Here's your award. Oh, he did break your heart. Mm-hmm. The kid? Oh, that movie's a crier. That's a movie you can cry over, I'll tell you. There's a sushi restaurant called, I think, Sushiism, uh, that's uh, just up the street from here. And mm. they show Charlie Chaplin movies while you're oh, uh, eating your uh, sushi. So That's out of copyright. Yep. They do that at uh, the Historical Museum in, on Victoria. They, if you go into the, the movie theater there, there's, there's old Charlie Chaplin movies going. They're not the best Charlie Chaplin films, though, the free ones, because there were ones that he didn't have much hand in. He just acted in them. We were watching the Escalator one, the other, whatever that one is. Oh, yeah. And the uh, uh, pawn shop owner one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Some good stuff. Good stuff. Get some Special Keaton going, guys. Get some Charlie Chase going. There you go. Nah, get some, Charlie get a, Chase. Who's get a, Charlie Chase? He was another silent film comedian. Tell me more. What's there to say? I don't really know much about him. He was just another <laughs> silent film comedian. Well, you've sold because, me. Because, <laughs> I mean, there was the big three, Talk right? about there's a recommendation. There's a thing. There's a, he's actually, he was actually pretty good. There's a no, thing I'm, about... I'm betting because you just recommended him. So there's a thing about um, time. Right? Time works like this. You have a multitude of things, and then as time passes, those multitudes slowly disappear, and you're left with maybe the big three. Yeah. So silent film now is the big three. Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, and Harold Lloyd. Those are the big three. Under the big three, there's a whole subgroup of people, whether it's Charlie Chase, uh, Fatty Arbuckle, Harry Langdon, uh, Laurel and Hardy, Mabel Normand, you know, Keystone Cops. Yeah. I'm just going lower and lower in, like, in terms of, like... And those are gone you know like slowly but surely they're all sort of like who knows who mabel norman what it was she, once upon a time she was Cliff like Nesteroff. yes i'm just talking about who amongst us in ter- terms of general knowledge would know who that very few because she is gone now one time she was one of the greatest you know silent film comedians of all time now she is but a footnote in the history of silent film and that's just you know partly down to quality like she she uh was a max senate star and those movies were more kind of run around, smash things up sort of films, which are okay, but can be kind of tiresome after right, a while. They're There's up no... their time. Yeah. This yeah. is my theory. It's like uh, what they say is tragedy plus uh, time equals comedy. But I think then plus more time equals, oh, okay. Yeah. That's the thing with most comedies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very rare that uh, I think comedy... with most things, though. Yeah, true, but especially comedy, because mm-hmm. comedy has to have that uh, an actual reaction of laughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's just yeah. something interesting. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's fine. And you go like, I, the amount of times someone will bring up a freedom of speech issue, and they'll go like, well, you know, Lenny Bruce was arrested. And then someone will, uh, you know, for freedom of speech issues, and that's real freedom of speech issues, not someone going, boo. You know, it's like some of the cops coming and dragging me off, and then someone will always go, I never found him funny. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, he's dead, and it doesn't fucking matter to him. So who cares that you didn't find him funny? I know, it's a weird it thing, isn't so it? so doesn't matter. First of all, it doesn't matter to this conversation. Yeah. It doesn't matter to nothing. Are you the That's guy the who's going to call thing. him out, and you're the little kid pointing at the emperor and going, hey, that dead guy's got no clothes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, finally, someone had the courage. Someone had the courage. The courage to say, to not find... I don't find this funny. Yeah. 
But you'll get that for everything. You get the Monty Python, anything, anything that you go like, uh, you know, was of a certain time. It'll be like, yeah, I don't find it funny. That's fine. Yeah. I would agree with a person who said that about Lenny Bruce. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it. Just says it no longer it no longer translates. At one time, right. I'm sure it was hilarious. I mean, but there are still things that are funny. The Palladium one mm-hmm. is still great. Uh, Father Flotsky's Triumph, you know, the prison the prison riot yes. one, you know, yada yada, warden, you know that. Yeah. That's just great. Um, you, depending on your feelings about it, the Lone Ranger one. The Lone Ranger one's pretty good too. Yeah, and that's a later one too. Uh, but what's more fun to listen to is like something like, like I think it's like a three record set live at the Curran Theater. Which is just him on stage, like at a late night show, just sort of meditating on stage, like just sort of med- pondering things and talking about this and that to the audience. And it's not like, it's not a laugh fest. And I don't think that's where he was going with his career at that time. Like he's sort of moving away from the idea of like, you know, joke here, joke, joke, joke. He was kind of going to this different thing. And maybe, maybe that was bad for him in a way. Like people were pushing him away from comedy, which is causing him a lot of problems into like, you know, walking around the stage with a microphone hunched over thinking about things. But at the same time, it is actually interesting to listen to. Yeah, but he's like he's also kind of inventing this sort of format. At yeah, the yeah, time. you're right. Yeah, you that's know? a good point. And it's like what was what was stand up and stand up, you know, was so young at yeah. that point anyway. Yeah. And most of them was just most of the stand up's history at that point, according to a clip from Nesterov, was just people <laughs> doing generic jokes, yeah. street jokes, mm-hmm. and like he's doing actual. Of, yeah, they had gag books, and that was that would made up their. Yeah. He's doing a mix of some stuff from his life, but also doing stories, and then mm-hmm. he's doing just one-man sketches where he's doing every voice. Yeah, and it's like it's it's very it's very different. Yeah, you know. And then people listening to it now are like, "Well, I'm used to stand up now." Yeah, of course you are, mm-hmm. but it's like you don't have like to, like to me when uh, when 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 I'm listening to that kind of thing, I'm like, "Of course we don't have the setup, and you need yeah. the setup to have the punchline." You need and the, the setup. setup is also what people bring to it, and That's you right. are not the person who brings right. that to this. Now. The setup is the culture. Yeah, the setup for stand up is a culture, and I mean and. Also, the things that he introduced at the time were revolutionary. Now, our old hat, like the idea of like uh, religions incorporated, the idea of religions yeah. being like like a big business. You know, when he said that in the fifties, people were like, "What kind of?" But to say that now, people would be like, "Shrug." Yeah. You know. Yeah. What's else, what else is new? Or his idea of like, or his idea of turning anything into like showbiz. You know. So you have Adolf Hitler going in and being, yeah. having guys like. You know, make, you know, you're going to make you a star. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You know, and so, you know, like his idea of like everything being Hollywood and everything being like showbiz and stuff, like we're living that now where everything is showbiz and everything is, you know, this sort of look at me kind of culture. And he's making fun of it in the 50s, you know. So in a way, it feels old hat because, yeah, it is old hat. But when he said it, it was like new hat. <laughs> and the new brand. hat becomes the old hat. The new hat. It can't happen. It can't, ha- can't but happen, right? Like, if, if you want to talk about, like, here's my here's my uh, uh, tone deafness on things. It's the one guy where it was like, is it, well, why not, uh, uh, you can just take a quick guess, maybe. Who's a comedian that people who love comedians go, that guy, so good. And to me, nothing. Nothing. To, just one guess who that would be. Been around for a long time, kind of changed his act, started one way, built to another way, uh, and uh, yeah. Wow, I can't. Adopted a different style. Oh, really? And then got very respected. So, George Carlin? Yeah. Okay. Not a fucking thing. Not a fucking thing. Like, the only, like, uh, when I watched his uh, bit on football versus baseball, I was like, well, that's clever, but I'm still not laughing. You're still not laughing. I'm not laughing. And this breakdown of, like, let me tell you. It's just like, okay. But that's, I think, because everything had led after that to so many imitators that Mm -hmm. I'd seen all the imitators. Mm -hmm. And so I'm used to this vibe. And so it's, like, not fresh at all to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, eh, I think he's fine as the conductor on Thomas the Tank Engine. I think he does a good (laughs) job there. You know, he's no uh, Ringo Starr. He's no Ringo Starr. (laughs) You're right. 
Well, Church Carlin is an interesting case of someone who, if you want to... And I'm not saying that he's... Uh, like People who like him are correct to like him. He's yeah. just like, yeah. to me, I don't get that. He's like cilantro. It just... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't take, you get a I don't soapy take, flavor rather than... A soapy a, flavor yeah, in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I get that from ginger. I get mm. a soapy flavor from ginger. I'm not familiar with, uh, with that comedian. Ginger? Yeah. I was talking about the actual... <laughs> thing oh okay yeah. like instead of cilantro people you know, i find ginger has that soapy effect very good sorry i sorry to confuse you by bringing up that hilarious com- comedian ginger top the prop comedian from ireland from ireland i'll show you what i can do with a turnip uh the thing about george carlin that's interesting is how much he was influenced by lenny bruce so he is kind of mm-hmm. like the inheritor of bruce and took bruce into the 70s and 80s and i don't know who who is george carlin's uh, did he ever? Did he have successors, or did comedy move past him into well, new places? Well, there's various different things. There's the social commentator. Then there's also the wordsmiths. Yeah, you know, and so they're they're very That's different true. types. Yeah, and he was kind of both, wasn't he? He was yeah, very, he was, yeah. I mean, he's very skill. He was a very skillful comedian. And I did did like him. Like I like, I have Class Clown and FM, which are kind of his big yeah. '70s albums and features classic, you know, seven things you can't say on TV and such things like that. I'm sure someone like it was Bill- seven, right? Uh, seven yeah, seven words you can't say on uh. T- though it's, one was fuck and one was motherfucker, and I'm like, mm, sorry, yeah, that's the same thing twice. You know why? What? Couldn't say the c word. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, all that right, should have been there. Uh, I think someone like a Bill Maher thinks that he uh follows the you know. Okay, I can like see. I can see Bill Maher as as being a successor to George Carlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's as skillful as George Carlin. Because the interesting thing about George Carlin is that thing. Pro- I think the problem for Bill Maher is that he's coming at it. Let's say he's criticizing religion. He's criticizing religion as an atheist. And atheism is right. And religion is wrong. For Carlin, both are wrong. Mm. You know? Like, for him, he'd see problems on both sides. And I think Marr, because Marr comes down on a side, it's harder for him to be a Carlin or a Yeah, or a I think, like, Carlin would have fun. Again, he dissected things as he did with grammar and words. Mm-hmm. And, like, isn't it funny that we say this yeah. when it means this? Yeah. And uh, the only time I ever heard of, like, George Carlin getting upset at someone making fun of him was Rick Moranis, where Rick Moranis did an impression of George Carlin. <laughs> and then afterwards, uh, like, before he went on to perform, he did yeah. this impression. And then, like, uh, George Carlin went, that's not cool, man. Yeah. And then went on. I was like, oh, that's, that's it's a shame that I think it actually had a very funny impression that he did. But he likes to dissect it. And also, if you're a comedian and you're that kind of comedian, it's mm-hmm. just as fun to try arguing on the side of what you don't believe as it yeah. is the side you do believe. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think uh, Bill Maher is on the side of trying to convince people. Yeah, of, you know, yeah. He's, yeah, that's what I mean. creature for the cause. That's what I mean. Yeah, he just doesn't – like I feel like I feel like a real comedian put – that, put that in quotation marks. Yeah. I don't Not that I don't think Bill Maher is real. But I think that a true like comedic mind – cannot be a believer in either way, if you know what I mean. You know, because you can't help but take things apart. Or go 100% either way. Yeah, go 100% either way. Because yeah, you, you definitely you, have beliefs. It's in, your mind, it's in your mind to, like, take, to take things apart. Like, you can't help yourself. And yeah. so, I, you know, I have a bit of that in me in the sense that you could call it a contrarian. You know, so if I'm with this group of people who are atheists, well, there's no bigger Christian in the room. But if I'm with Christians, well, I'm not taking that side. Like, I just can't help myself yeah. because you just can't help but see... The flaws when people are talking about it, and because you're, you're a an ornery cuss, you just well, I, you know, listen, guys, I don't want to spoil anyone's party here, but you know, you just can't help yourself because that's just the way your mind works. So, and I think that's I think Mar has trouble because yeah, he's arguing to convince. He's I think re- Mar's biggest. He's a rhetorician. Yeah, I think Mar's biggest problem is you know he he had is is the problem most people have. Or he's been he's His been biggest th- problem. He makes tons of money. That <laughs> is a TV a, that show. Is, yeah, that's terrible. Poor guy. It, it is. Poor guy. Uh, but uh, as as someone who can relate to you know the people in the audience, mm-hmm. he can't. Yeah, anymore. he can't. Yeah. 
And, you know, you spend all this time, you know, at the Playboy Mansion or wherever you used to in the mm. past. And it's like, well, yeah. that changes your perspective on things. Yeah. And, you know, you're, 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 it's like, it's like when you heard about hippies, you know, when you were young. And you went like, well, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. They're just like, uh, you don't have to wear shoes. You know, they have like the <laughs> rock and roll music. Yep, they're that's, uh, like that's loafing it. around. I don't know This what all saying. sounds pretty great. Yeah. Okay, but then you get the dark side of hippies. Yeah, you go yeah. like, oh, they're kind of mean, and yeah. there's a real sexism there, and yeah. you just see this darkness. And like, when you think that you're right about everything, you take on this arrogant fucking thing, and then yeah. you know, and then you know, it's like there's there's quite a few hip, hippies, ex hippies or whatever now that have become uh, uh, like turfs and stuff, are really anti trans people, you know, and it's just okay. like, and and and, but they're hardline turfs, yeah, turfs, T E R F. Uh, trans exclusionary radical feminists. That's that's generally what, okay. it, what it is. So it's basically saying, hmm. you know, um, uh, if, a person who's trans yeah. is not really a woman, and you know, if you if you believe that uh, trans women are women, then mm-hmm. you're really a men's rights activist. There's this really? kind of thing, right? Wow. And it's this hard wall, and you're not going to get through them. But but here's know, the thing. Yeah. If trans people wore Birkenstocks, they'd be a lot more accepted in that uh, culture. And there we go. Mm-hmm. Or just brought a joint with them. You know? <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be fine. But like you get this thing where like if you think that you're you're right, completely right, yep. then when new information comes in, and new information will come in over time, mm-hmm. you're you're going to be as hard a liner as the most conservative fuck that you hated yeah, when yeah, you were younger, because that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna happen. You know. So you got to like always be that. You can't go locked down hundred percent yep. on the thing. I think with Bill Maher. You know, he wants to be the comedian he was in the 70s, and he wants to do, you know, the dumb blonde jokes and the Chinese driver jokes, and that's, you know, then be that guy who does that, but then you can't call out people for doing that kind of stuff when you're doing that kind of fucking stuff. You want to be the guy who plays to the racial stereotypes and the stereotypes that were fun for you. But then you, then you're fucking, what the fuck are you doing? You know, you're not a million miles away from Trump. You know, uh, he's going, yeah, Muslims are scary because of this. And you're going, Muslims are scary because of this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you know, he's going, yeah, that babe, da, da, da. And you're going, that babe, da, da, da. There's not a million miles of difference with you. Both of your hair looks weird, you know? <laughs> but I know you feel, Here, oh, here's dear. one thing that Bill Maher did that I just went, oh, you, you dumbass. Uh, besides, like, getting mad at his audience every week, which is always the sign that something's really, really wrong. Uh, he gave Barack Obama a million dollars for his campaign. Yeah. Which is fine. Shouldn't have told us, but that's good. That's the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Do it. And then have someone else reveal that. Yeah. And then when they, they reveal it, you go, yeah, I did. But I didn't yeah. want to say anything. Yeah. And now, now and then leave it there. And then you leave it there. And never, you never talk, talk about, about it again. again. Yeah. Absolutely fucking right. Yeah. But he kept bringing up that mm-hmm. I gave a million dollars to his campaign. Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, now you've set yourself up as a guy who's got a million dollars in disposable income. So <laughs> you've now set yourself. It's, it's, it's ta- some of it's a tax write-off. But fair yeah. enough. But now you haven't played yourself. You're not the everyman, definitely. Yeah. You're yeah. the rich guy. Yeah. So when you're talking about the big shots, it's like, okay. But then he kept complaining that uh, Barack Obama would go on every show but his. He'd be like, he's going on this show, he's going on this show, but he's not going on my show. He can't go on your show. You have just said you bought him. Yeah, yeah. So if he comes on your show, you're the guy who paid a million dollars. To get him on your show, yeah. To get him on your show. Yeah, yeah. And so now he's... That's a good point. What's, yeah. Did you not see this basic... No. Okay. Well, there you are. <laughs> uh, just uh, just Johnny out of touch. Okay. Talking about... The, uh, just the idea... So, okay. We all know... That Charles Schultz made a lot of money with peanuts. Yeah, we all so did, and that. so did Jimmy Carter. We all assumed. But then Jimmy Carter gave up his farm because he was a good president. Okay, go ahead with, with Charles. So he was not a good president. Uh, so eh, when when Charles, it's been worse. but would you? Because we know he had lots and lots of money, but he still felt like an everyman. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like he didn't feel like he was above people. Yeah. And maybe that's because he never talked about the money mm-hmm. or what he good, did with the money. That's a good thing. Yeah. You know, so you never, he never waved it in our face, right. never took a, a wad of bills and waved them around and said, look what I've got. You know, he just wore, he just wore a sweater. He didn't wear a three-piece suit. And he, he went to work every day. Went to work every day. And so you went like, I get that you're a millionaire, mm-hmm. but you're not the millionaire who's going, fuck you. I'm going <laughs> on vacation. He's the guy who got up every day. Yeah exercised mm-hmm. uh went to his table you saw what his table was he did his job he did it well yeah he sent it off and that was his job mm-hmm. uh, so yeah you go like yeah he's a guy who works for a living he just made me think that i want to do i want to take a road trip to look at his uh, office yeah i don't care if it's just like a weekend i just want to drive down drive, drive down to wherever it is where is it exactly oh it's uh, in a balloon it floats over the uh, uh, america what's the name of that town that Snoopy would say, and he'd be like, so-and-so? What? Where's so-and-so? I don't you know. You don't know what I mean? I don't know. It's like he's looking for like a tennis championship sure. thing, and it's like in this California town, and I can't. I love peanuts, but I could not tell you that for uh, for love or money. Oh, I have it. But at- no, Charles Schultz was one of those things that, like, when you when you saw someone who came on, say, The Tonight Show, yeah. and you saw like a Charles Schultz on The Tonight Show, mm-hmm. you'd go, he's dressed nicely for this mm-hmm. occasion, he's yeah. going to talk, but he seemed like a regular type of guy. Yeah. And yeah, that's what you kind of got to be, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise, what are you doing? Or you go full crazy millionaire and uh, be that type <laughs> of guy, and that's that's fine, too. That's fine, too, but then you're a crazy millionaire, you're not yeah. you're You not could a be dumb... Liberace, and you could be like, that's here's fine. my closets full of furs. That's fine. If you feel like it, yeah, knock fine. yourself out. But, the, but, 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 being the, but trying to play the everyman. And when you're talking about how much yeah, money you have, yeah, that, that's things. a good point. So Liberace, let's say Liberace, you know, he's flaunting his money. That's right. But he's flaunting it in a fun way. It's not in a rub your face in a way. It's a, in a fantasy way of like, if wouldn't this be fun for you? Wouldn't to this do? be fun? Yes. Wouldn't it be great if you could have a closet full of pink fur like yeah. I have? Would you like to tour my house? I would like to I'd tour like your to house. house. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. Where's your brother George? But what? But yeah, Schultz is fascinating. On the other hand, because yeah, he's someone who has. The money, but it's not it's not in your face. And what he did with it wasn't in your face. Mm-hmm. He may have given he gave millions upon millions of dollars to charities, but he never talked about it. He never didn't mention it. So you didn't know that there was millions of dollars floating through the peanuts empire and going somewhere. You know, so it just he was just like regular guy. He went yeah he went and worked every day, every day, every freaking day. Yeah, because he liked it. He did. He I don't blame stopped him. at any point. Oh yeah, and yeah, he uh, could have done a Sam. He could have uh, Jim Davis it. Jim Davis, well, he could have did Jim Davis or just did like a, a Calvin Hobbes guy. Well, though I don't think that was, I've got enough money so long. I think he was just like done with what he was doing. Sure, but he I mean. He had a different uh, perspective on things. Yeah, yeah. Was Jim Davis, I've got enough money so long? He yeah, still owns Jim, Garfield though, doesn't he? He does still... own Garfield, that's right. But he got other people to do the work for yeah. him like later mm-hmm. on. like you know. And that's not even, a, that's not a secret. He was no, open no. about that. Yeah. He was just like, no, I'm done on that. And I'm going to go be a millionaire for a while. I'm going to have a plane, and it's going to have a big Garfield face on it. And okay. I'm flying around. I'm doing stuff, and well, I'm enjoying being a crazy millionaire. Why not, I guess? Why not? I or mean, you can be a Scott Adams, and you can also be a millionaire and then have a lot of weird, controversial right-wing opinions all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Yeah. What the hell? Where'd that come from? Are you okay? Okay, whatever. Well, that's an interesting thing, because we've talked about Dave Sim going that way. And I feel like people who live in a very small vacuum, like a very narrow world, it's easy to go that direction because there's always people who are going to say that's good because they're your fans and they're going to egg you on into your slowly breaking apart in front of them you know because mm-hmm. you need dissenters if you don't have dissenters in your life or in the world you live in 
It's true. If you don't have people who are going to say, well, I am is that a good is, idea? I'm going to now go George Carlin on you and just go, when you say dissenters, yeah. you do need dissenters, people who dissent your opinion, yeah. because they also dissenter you. Because you've got you got to have someone that brings you into the real world. Yeah. You can easily float off like a fucking balloon yeah, of course you can, when yeah. people are blowing helium mm-hmm. up your ass. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you got to, you know, and you're going to come crashing down hard in some part of the world that you've never recognized, probably. Yeah. And I mean, I, I see this in Christian circles because we know, we know some people who I think of as crazy christians like just people who are out there but they've narrowed their life down to a very small group of people around them that all agree with each other mm-hmm. that there's no one there to say to them do you think this is like a good idea what we're doing like they don't there's no one who says that there's no there's no conflict in their lives there's no there's no like huge church family they just whenever when they've had problems in a church they've just left that church you know and so they slowly left everything until they've created their own little thing and everyone agrees with each other and yeah, that's a problem yeah. because you know. Well, Bill Maher. you know, you're wearing white Nikes and uh, drinking the Kool-Aid. Here was something Bill Maher said. Uh, he was on the Larry. Uh, who's the guy who did the nightly show? Larry Wilmore. Larry Wilmore. Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. Nope. Well, Larry, Larry Wilmore. And he was he was he was kind of talking about safe spaces. And he was going ah, safe spaces, this safe spaces, that. As you do. He's the age that you talk about safe spaces. Okay. That's being bad. And he said, you know what? I start every one of my shows. Every one of my shows by saying this is not a safe space, you know, and uh, people cheer and yeah, yeah. Uh, there. And uh, I, I actually, I, I wrote, I wrote something about this, and I went like, of course it is. It's for him. Yeah. It's his fucking safe That's space. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was saying like, yeah, these are the real people, not like the people who you know come to the studio audience because you know what they get the tickets for free and they come to see the show and they're like, it's like no, that's the real audience is the people who came for free because they've got nothing to lose. They've got they're sitting there. Yeah. The people who paid money paid a hundred dollars to see you. They're 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 invested you. in you. Yeah. They're yeah. invested in you. Yeah. So yeah. you're now trumping it. Mm-hmm. You're like in front of your people getting your and you're going, this is the real America. Yeah. It's it's not, man. At <laughs> fucking all. The person who, like, when I went to see Politically Incorrect, how I got tickets, yeah. I was walking in L.A. Yeah. Uh, with some friends. Someone came, do you want tickets to a TV show? Oh, what show? Politically Incorrect? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Done. Now I'm going to see it. I got no investment. That's yeah. me. I'm going down this afternoon to see it. It's an air-conditioned venue. I have to go through a metal detector, show I don't have a gun. I'm watching the show. I'm real. I'm yeah. as real as you fucking get. Yeah. Your, your unsmiling face in the audience was as real as... Yeah. It's Bill Maher's face. Yeah, when you complain about people who don't laugh, holy shit, Mm. you know? It's like, you know, it's being mad at a woman for not being turned on by your dumb line. You know, it's like, oh, so that's not sexy to you, huh? You don't find this sexy? Well, yeah, screw you. Yeah. Oh, now that's going to work. Yeah, yeah. That's well done you. (laughs) You know, just like saying, oh, you don't find me funny, eh? Yeah, uh, screw off. Yeah, yeah. You're jerks. Oh, okay. Now I'm ready to laugh. <laughs> really uh, set me to tittering. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's wrong with you? No, that's an interesting point. I like that fact. I like that. Uh, I keep saying interesting. And guys, I am going to. I'm going to write that word down next week. <laughs> I'm going to write it down in and front you know of me. What? what we got to do is got to have uh, people have little sponge balls in the audience. Every time you say interesting, they throw one at you. Yeah. SpongeBob's. Yeah. Throw them at me. No, that's what. T- that's SpongeBob's testicles. Oh. SpongeBob's. Thanks. They're in a square pants. Please don't. <laughs> Please you would think that would make them square. Maybe they are square. But do you think his testicles are square? Yeah, I do. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I don't know why, but yes, definitely square. I mean, one of my favorite things to do is like go with a show like the Critical Hit Show, or go do stand up or improv or somewhere yeah. where no one knows me and no one knows the group I'm with. Mm-hmm. That's just the best. 
because there's no expectations. You don't feel like when you do critical hit show that people know you? When I do it live here, but let's say we went go to Seattle, oh, Seattle yeah, or we've yeah. traveled other places mm-hmm. and like they don't know what's coming. Yeah. You know, and and even now that we've done it many times in Seattle and some recurring people, yeah. usually more than half the people that are there have never seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. And like when you're getting that first laugh and then you're getting the second one, they go, okay, now they're on board. Yeah. Now they get it. Now they're on board. Now here we go. Mm-hmm. And you feel like this feels earned. Yeah. You know, we're starting from a few steps back from where we normally would. And that always feels like way better. It does feel way better. And it an incident, I think, that shows the investment of the audience in the idea of the show is when the clown came onto the stage. <laughs> well, why don't you explain what that was? Well, we've talked about it on the show before, but... Again, there was last year. we're going to repeat things. Last year at Emerald City at the comic convention, right. you guys were doing the show. And uh, you, you were would, in the audience. I was in the audience. With our friend Branwyn Bigglestone. I was in the audience with Branwyn. Well, by the way, I had a barbecue with her uh, a couple of days ago because nice. I got to see her and Good. our friend Tracy. Nice. And they're both fantastic people. Oh, yeah. And they're still they're fantastic. Awesome. Ah. So hello to you yeah. from her. Oh, oh. Okay, there you go. Hello, Bradman. Uh, so we were in the audience. Yes, true. And so then people were invited on stage. And I guess Eric, who wears glasses, was not wearing his glasses who is at the time. Who the host time. of the show. He is the host of the show. And the uh, he, dungeon master. He gestures to the end of the place. Sir, why don't you come up on stage to this clown? Not just a clown. <laughs> not just a clown, but a scary clown. A guy who a intentionally... A type clown. An intentionally scary looking clown. And this guy comes... Kind of slumping along, slowly, slowly Taking walking. His clown type. No, like no the only f- thing can make it creepier is if yeah. you're here. He was, or kids singing it. Yeah, that little girl. Singing. He was suffering from clown pattern baldness. Right, uh, where your your entire head head of hair looks like it's falling backwards off of your head. Yeah, and so it was somewhere up near the top, and he just had like he was kind of overweight, and he just had like the deadest deadpan expression on this like flabby. <laughs> This cold fish face, <laughs> and he walks up to the stage, and then Eric, I think Eric could see. Then he's like, "Oh, what have I done?" <laughs> and as this guy walked towards the stage, the audience was laughing as he came up because they could see him as he was walking, <laughs> and so it was sort of this little kind of wave of laughter that came from the back to the front of the audience as he came up on stage. But because people were invested in your characters and in you in the show, your reactions were what made that great. Because then he came on stage, and everyone was uncomfortable with this guy because <laughs> yeah. he would make he would make a. Anyone, he could go into like a clown <laughs> convention of evil clowns, and they would be uncomfortable. Yeah, when we were, uh, we had a giant video screen that was mm. there that had mm-hmm. us on it. Yeah, you couldn't and, see him. And someone, that was the th- gag. Someone went like, yeah. "Wouldn't it be great if you couldn't see him?" Yeah, and then we'd yeah. all just shit our pants and roll yeah, ourselves yeah. to death. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just oh my god, so so he, comfortable. He was, yeah, it was a really, and he, this guy knew how to sell it too. Like he had, yeah. he was just like deadpan the whole time. He was he having just, a good time. Yeah, he was enjoying. We, and then we played it up. And yeah, 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 it was really good. It was good all around, and and those kind of things. Those kind of things that are unexpected, but that, you know, that kind of p- crop up in a show. It just, it wouldn't be f- as funny if the audience wasn't invested in you. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't get the laugh because what makes the laugh is the fact that they know this guy's coming up. What are they going to do? Yeah. You know, that's what people are laughing at. They're not laughing at a scary clown. If they saw him out walking around a, outside of the outside of the, the show, th- they wouldn't laugh. They would just go, oh, scary clown. And I'll not... go with the dynamics of that show. By that point, we'd done enough stuff that mm-hmm. I think people knew that we knew what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. So it upped it. If, if mm-hmm. he'd come up in the very first Yeah, it wouldn't thing, have been as good. It would have been... Yeah, yeah. yeah. would have been a lost opportunity for well, sure. Well, this is, this is something I think is important with comedy is you always got to make your audience a little bit uncomfortable. Because if, cause that's com- our secret of our show. Yeah, comfort is the enemy of uh, of of comedy at times. And whenever people do a sequel to a movie, 
movie and the sec- the sequel is too similar. It's an airplane two. Yeah. You're like, well, that's what you wanted, right? Yeah, but no, now we're comfortable yeah, with that. Yeah. You gotta like, uh, mm-hmm. we don't know what to expect. You gotta give us a little, yeah. a little something's wrong, a little bitters in there with, yeah, the, with yeah. the drink. You gotta mess it, mess it up a bit. I have never, I've not. A danger. People are gonna be shocked when I say this, but I have not. I've never watched like the Naked Gun movies. Do they switch it up much in the series, or are they basically the same film? movie to movie um it gets uh kind of samey yeah, yeah it gets yeah. kind of samey the first naked gun film uh does a really nice uh nice job of mm-hmm. uh taking the tv show and uh and up on it a couple well, of notches you know the tv show for me i i enjoyed it but i found a few shows in that it was just kind of like meh did you watch them all at once or did you watch them a week oh no at no time? i watched them when they were, they were on tv so okay. i guess at a week at a time but i just found like it was just there was nothing there's nothing to grab onto it's just like a smooth surface of joke yeah, either you all know, the jokes work for you or you're... Uh, yeah, or you're just sitting there watching characters. You just make jokes all the time. There's no characters. They're just joke machines in front of your eyes that make a lot of jokes, and then the show ends, and you're like, okay. Which you is know. why I think like something like uh, Airplane works better than a Naked Gun, though I did think the first Naked Gun was fine, uh, is uh, because uh, you know it was based on Zero Hour. They lifted all these chunks of uh, dialogue from... You know that, right? Zero Hour, the film? The uh, Oh, I thought it was based on like the airplane... Or airport movies, airport, the no, original airport. Not really, like no. It was basically because it has the Karen Black character, the stewardess having to fly a plane. Yeah, and a plane but and stuff. Uh, okay. Are you, uh, if you're not familiar with this, let me break this down for you. Uh, the Zucker brothers were watching Zero Hour one night and okay. just went, "Oh my gosh, this is the perfect structure." Okay, like s- start to finish for a f- for a film, and obviously, yeah. yeah, there's the airplane or airport movies. Mm-hmm. So there was there was there was that, that. Draw there was on, that yeah. elements like the nun yeah. singing and what have mm-hmm. you. Yeah, but they but what they did was they bought the rights to Zero Hour because they went they're going to sue us if we do this okay. so let's just buy it yeah and they bought it and they took huge chunks of dialogue directly from that movie okay and they put it into this movie uh. so it has gravitas yeah that, yeah uh, you normally yeah. would not have and in this kind of film and it pro- it's a difference between that and a, say one of the scary movie yeah, series yeah. or some other nonsense and what they did that was also smart was hire dramatic actors to play comedic roles so leslie nielsen uh uh bridges Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd Bridges. <laughs> Lloyd Bridges. Bridges of Madison County. Bridges of Madison County. Clint Eastwood, of course, is another guy who's in that film. Like, so a lot of, you know, so there's actors who are funny actors. Who you don't expect to be funny. Don't expect to be funny. I mean, like Julie Haggerty and Guy Who Flew the Plane. Yeah. Robert Hedges? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Robert Hedges. <laughs> sure. I think it is. Sure. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, is in the, he is in the movie. Sure. Whatever you say. I, I totally believe you. When was the last time you saw Airplane? When it came out? You should see Airplane again. Why? It really works. I, you know, it worked at the time. It was great. Uh, you've forgotten most of the jokes. I have not forgotten most of the jokes. Yes, you have. Surely you must be joking. Yeah, okay. Everyone, okay. There. I proved him wrong, didn't I, everyone? Mm-hmm. Dave, let me just write this on the chalkboard here. Air, air, yeah, Airplane, worth seeing Worth seeing a second time. All right. For, sh- for Maybe. sure. Maybe. You should. I think Listen, you'd have a good time. I only live, I'm only going to live for so long. Though the weird thing when you watch Airplane now is you go, mm-hmm. oh, this is what shows like uh, Family Guy and what have you are oh, uh, yeah. based on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dumber. But le- like less, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. I mean, what was what was interesting about, what's interesting about a show like Family Guy is that their jokes are for me, but the show is aimed at my daughters. Mm. So their jokes are like about all this old stuff. You know, like making like three's company jokes or yep. different strokes jokes and stuff like that. And then, but it's not a show for me to watch. Like I, as a parent, as an old, yep. as an old fuddy-duddy, I should not be enjoying that show. And then there's just some out and out, you just did that to be mean. 
just yeah. for shock. Yeah. You know, but again, it's making the audience uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to make you uncomfortable with this uh, horrible joke about uh, Joaquin Phoenix yeah. and his hair lip. Like, oh, that was no, there's no reason to make fun of, like, of all the things you can make fun of that guy for, he yeah. can't help that. Yeah. That's terrible. What mm-hmm. are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What are you doing? But then, yeah, they'll make the jokes about something that's, you know, is way beyond the age range of the, uh, of the audience. Yeah. But, but that's just making, that's just you know, two jokes that you find funny. Yep. You know, and that's fair. That show is an example of, of, of the, the objection I would make to Police Squad as well is that it's just all jokes. No, there's nothing in it to grab onto. There's, there, one of my favorite episodes of Family Guy, and I did watch it. One of my, fa- but one of my favorite episodes is the, uh, Surfing Bird episode where, uh, the main character, uh, the dad, uh, Family Guy, Family Guy finds this, Peter Griffin, Peter Griffin finds a single, yeah, falls in love with a song, cannot stop, stop playing it, and it's awesome, <laughs> it's great, it's hilarious, and then the movie just, or into the show, in the middle, like halfway into the show, it just changes things entirely, and they introduce Jesus Christ, yeah. As a character, and then they do this other totally unrelated storyline into the yeah. end of the. And you're like, well, what happened to the story? That was so funny. Like, why did you just stop doing that? Like, why don't you save that stuff for a different show and put that into it? Because they were show? aping what uh, The Simpsons was doing, which is uh, The Simpsons' gimmick for a long period of time was here's our plot. Okay. Yeah. How do we start the farthest way away from this plot okay. to get to what our plot is going to be? So uh-huh. it's like, uh, Grandpa's lonely at the home. Great. Homer discovers tennis. And we're going to have all this tennis shit for the first act that will lead us to uh, they see Grandpa at the home and he's sad. And now mm. we're going to ditch the tennis. We're going to go that. So they were basically doing... I don't like the, that. Well, fair enough. I don't like that. Fair enough. I mean, because I just thought that was so great. I also love the song Surfing Bird. But also, <laughs> I just thought it was just so funny. And then, you know, then they do that kind Stewie of... Stewie was very upset by that song by the end. Boy, he did not like it. But that was, know, that was a great thing. That's what made it great. It's yeah. just like, no, Brian. That no. <laughs> <sighs> was good. I was like... You know, it used the song well, and it, you know, it was was fun, and you know, and then they, for no reason at all, they did that like kind of lift from uh, Office Space of them smashing the yeah. the record, and you're like, why? Did you just do like an absolute lift? There's no like joke on it. You nope. just you just replayed the scene from nope. another movie. That's a comfort thing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. By but the way, when but I once said again, it's weird have... because it's not for the. It's comforting for me. Yeah. But who in the audience of young people watching this show has seen Office Space? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, but it's but like how is we, it comfort then? Uh, it's comfort and discomfort. It's uh, it's comforting to people who get it. Okay. And if you don't get it, you're still fine with it because yeah. kids don't mind because they don't get shit. Yeah. Because you're a kid. Yeah. It's like when you were uh, when you were a young man and you watch your Sesame Street. Sometimes there'd be <laughs> references to things and you would not get them. Yeah, you're right. You you're know, right. It's, but but, but you knew there were references and that made you want to seek them out. That's right. Whereas I feel like that, that that's a good thing. Like as a as a but young family person, guy, like, I feel oh, like I don't it get doesn't. It, but they're not talking yeah. down to me. Yeah. You know, I'll get. Oh, maybe this that's later. maybe that's true. Maybe that's what it is. You're not being talked down to. Maybe that's a, a good thing. Because yeah, I know. Like Mary has said in the past, or I've said something. I said I don't think you've ever seen that. And she goes, no, but I've watched Family Guy, so I pretty much know all the references that you're making. Yeah. Because I just know know them through this sort of weird cultural osmosis. I know some people who have seen the Family Guy Star Wars, and that's where they know Star Wars from. Mm. And they get it. They get Star Wars. There they are. Fair enough. Done. I guess. Yep. I guess. That's why I knew Godfather, as we've talked in the past, like Mad Magazine. Yeah. All right, I get it. But you don't really get it. You get a version of You get someone's parody of it. You don't really yep. get it. I yep. get the I get the general plot. And you the don't themes. get you don't get the heart of it though. No, you don't get the heart, but you do get the themes. You get like you get the scenes, and mm. then they always like talk about you know I'm this guy, and I I say this, but here's the hypocrisy in what I did. Mm. You know I believe in family, and that's why I kill so many families. Yeah, yeah. You know it's like the flippity dip dip do. Okay, I guess I, I say all this it's very while, simplified. Yeah, oh, it's very simplified. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I just feel I mean I I obviously enjoyed those as a kid, but I always felt like 
I I don't know. Mad Parodies was not was my least favorite thing in the Mad Magazine. What was your favorite? Favorite thing? Why would you ask me that? It's ridiculous. Lighter side. Spy no, spy. I didn't. Spy was Spy was Folden, good. Sergio El Jaffe stuff. Marginals. El Jaffe stuff. Sergio uh, Don Martin obviously was my, one of my favorite things. That was pretty much my absolute favorite was to find like the Don Martin strips. And then I couldn't stand it because it made me nauseous. It just made me physically oh, really? physically ill. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Yeah. I know. I really liked this stuff. Uh, I didn't. Lighter side I would read, but it was just so over my head most of it. You know, and it just seemed like so. It was. It was very dense. Yeah. It was very yeah. text heavy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. A lot of stuff was in. Uh, yeah. Then I mean. I really have to say, one of the things I loved in Mad Magazine were their, like, parodies of things. Like, the parodies of, like, a corporate pamphlet mm. and stuff like that, which were very text-heavy. But I like to read as a kid, so or I still do like reading. But sure. I like to read, so I enjoyed those sort of really dense blocks of text, things that were, like, making fun of very obscure things that, you know, as a 10-year-old I probably didn't know about. But I still enjoyed reading the, the, yep. the jokes about them. And I enjoyed that a lot. And, yeah, yeah there's a lot of stuff I enjoyed more than the... I like I like the drawings of Paul Coker Jr. Oh, I don't know who who he is. Yeah, he was an artist in Mad Magazine. Okay. If you saw his drawings, you'd be like, oh, that guy. Uh, yeah, I enjoy because we were talking about George Woodbridge a little while ago, and I was saying that I really liked his drawings, and you once again you're like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I liked his drawings because he drew people in a very kind of unflattering way that I really I always liked. Like this, they were drawn in a way that they always had like a red nose because obviously they were drunks. You know, so like an executive at a ad, 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 ad man at a place would have like this kind of reddish nose because, you know, that was an ad man. You know, they always had their, yeah. their three martini lunch. And uh, yeah, I just really liked his, uh, oh, you know what? It's weird. I think that the uh, eclipse has come back. Yes, it got be. really, really dark. Yep. It was so popular. It was so popular. It's returned again. It's actually not the real eclipse. It's a just uh, eclipse tribute tribute act. Uh, what's, Eclipsomania. what's the name of it? Eclipsomania. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... But yeah, the things that, and the other things I liked about Mad when I was a kid, and I think because I was a bit of a goody two shoes, I liked their like messages in the back. You know, where they had like think? Hi- hippies uh, crucified on on a heroin needle and stuff like that. You mm. know, in the back of like a kid's humor, yeah. it felt like a kid's humor magazine. And there was this stuff that's very heavy, you know, and you'd be like, "Ooh, okay, I'll stay away from that." Something I I liked was, uh, and it was something you could only do with comics, was where the shape of the word balloon uh, mm. revealed the real thing. Okay. So they have like Archie, and it was Veronica talking to Archie, and it's like Archie, we need to talk, was what was said, but it was in the shape of a stork delivering a baby. Okay. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, Archie's in some trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here yeah, we go. That's a good one. Yeah, there's lots of weird things. Like when you think of Mad Magazine, I mean, it's been so long since I I read Mad Mag, to be honest with you, and I wish I'd saved my my. The ones I had as a kid, because I did have a lot of them. And older ones, too. Like, I had lots of the super specials and stuff like that. I do now have, I think you'd love this. I'm going to bring it to lend it to you. I do have two slipcased volumes of Don Martin's art from Mad Magazine. And it's fa- fabulous because it has all, <laughs> all the black and white is in black and white. And all the color pieces are in color, including like his his posters of the Beatles and stuff like that. Oh, that nice do. One, like yeah. the, you know, they had the giveaways. I thought he was a very talented artist. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. I've just could. got really strong memories as a kid of reading his stuff yeah. and uh, and being physically <laughs> ill. Like I can tell you, I can tell you like where I was. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was at a picnic table in this park reading it, just like. Ugh. But it's weird. Like there's no Don't other. Know why I had that reaction to him? I, I would. I mean, maybe there has been. It would be. Be, I don't know if I could take it, actually. I was going to say, it would be neat to have a book of Mad Foldins, El Jaffe's Mad Foldins. Oh, yeah, they've done that. But I couldn't take it because Why? I could not stand the idea of destroying a book folding oh, in the pages okay. to see stuff. Let me, let me help you, Dave. But they would hopefully they'd turn Dave. the page and they would have the reveal. Well, let me tell you what, what okay. you can do. Yeah. Uh, they actually collected all of them up till that point yeah. uh, on a CD. Oh. And so you look at them and then you just hit the button and then it, uh, uh, it puts them together. I'd rather have a book. Okay. So oh. ruin them. 
because I'm no, no, but I would be. I know, and then the next page has to. I believe actually they have done a book like that, Mm, so I think you're fine. I think they do that. You flip the page. Yeah, exactly what you said. That's better. That exists, so you're okay. That's better. It's it's strange though when, like, how many? Here comes another uh, vehicle. By the way, Uh, first of all, guess what it is, and guess the color of it if you can. Oh, this guy doesn't seem to be stopping. No, he does. He's going to stop. Okay, or maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, that's exciting times. Oh. I think someone called called them because of the eclipse. There we go. There they go. What did that sound like to you? Birds? Chattering birds? Yeah, it was uh, two birds driving an ambulance. <laughs> two birds driving an ambulance. And the ambulance was white. <laughs> so if you guess ambulance, take two drinks. Okay, by the way, yeah. speaking of birds, mm-hmm. chick talk. Uh, what's the chicken update? <laughs> chicken update? Well, some people here, by the way, mm-hmm. have written in and said that they enjoy chick talk. Well, I'm sorry for you. I was going to say that your lives are empty of meaning and... Uh, I'm sorry. Wow, that is harsh. The and song, that's been your chick check. The song, the, uh, the song the... I picked for ch- you said what's your favorite chicken song? The song I picked was a song called, called "Chicken" by Jeffrey Frederick, and I couldn't figure out how to put it because it's not available. It used to be available on YouTube. There was a performance by him of that song, but it's no longer on YouTube. So I had to put the the uh, um, the song. I had to like insert it into the actual post. Uh, for last week's show because I couldn't put it in as a comment. If you want to take a look at that, that's SneakyDragon.com. Also, SneakyDragon.com. Louise Moon uh, gave us a big, long uh, chicken song. She did. Uh, something to do with uh, a chicken strutting stuff and having sex with other chickens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. That's we, what you're we, into. We don't cotton to that filthy I'm kind of I'm not business. into that thing. And speaking for... Uh, Dave's just being a contrarian because what I'm was, like against it now. What was... all for it. What was uh, once Noisy Noise, then Noise Machine... Now, oh, uh, this is the name of the chicken. She's now uh, big. Sex machine. She's now uh, no. She's her name has changed again. Yeah. She's now uh, big chicken little. Oh, has she grown? Well, it was just Lisa was calling her chicken little, and she realized she's not that little, so she's big chicken little. So, it does seem like a contradiction in terms. I feel like she could streamline the name, but I don't think it'd be as as amusing. Okay. And is any updates to the uh, laying the soft uh, eggs? Ah, uh, she's she actually laid yesterday. She laid an egg that was absolutely like an egg. It was small. Yeah. Uh, egg shape, like our idea of a traditional egg. Because like, before she was, because right, any egg you lay is egg shape. Well, before she was, it, well, that's true. But before she was laying ones that looked more like the little capsule you get in a Kinder egg. Oh, okay. Which is not really our idea of egg shape, right? That's more like a, a cylinder. Right. And when you opened it up, was there a little toy inside? Uh, there's two yolks. Okay. There were double yolkers. Okay. Now she's laying. Uh, she seems to be laying ones that are more egg, like normal egg, shaped and uh, small. So one single yolks. Now, do you eat these eggs? Yes, we do. And how do they taste? Oh, they're fine. They're good. Do you eat them in front of her and look her right in the eye I while you're doing it? Do, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that at all. That would be... That seems kind of mean. Why would you do that to her? Yeah, it would be very mean. Um, Mary has returned from her, her three-week sojourn through the United States. Okay. Through the western... West... The wild west of, of the United States. She went... She visited Grand Canyon. Oh, nice. Death Valley. That's very hot out here. Uh, went to, through Utah. Went to like Moab and Zion and Arches... And all those sort of fabulous parks and right. and swimming places they have there. So she spent much time in the water and all those places. She went to Yellowstone. Cool. She uh, Jellystone. Did, she missed Jellystone. I don't know how she missed it. And then they wound their way up into Alberta and then came through the Rockies and back down oh, towards, that's quite the towards trip. us. Yeah, it was a good trip. I'm, nice, I'm nice. jealous because it was sort of a trip that Lisa and I had intended. Although ours was going to start in Manitoba and go through North Dakota, go to Rushmore, drive along and back through up through Yellowstone into Alberta. But you can't do it because you got to look after a chicken now. Well, the reason we didn't do it was because I got uh, well fired from my job at that time. Oh, okay. So 
And now looking back in time, when you get fired from your job, that is the time you should go traveling. Okay. That is the perfect opportunity to go on a trip. And so you should, everyone out there, my advice to you is if you get lose your job, yep. go on a trip. Because you're never going to have a chance as good as that to go on a trip somewhere. And I know money is going to be tight. Yep. That's the nature of losing your job. But you're going to get another job, but you're not going to have that vacation time again. So, you know, it's kind of a one, one you know, it's a sort of a, I don't know what it is. It's a and thing. That's a, that's a good tip. Here's another uh, tip for if you're traveling. Yeah. If you're coming back from an eclipse. Yes. You're going to go very slow for yeah. a long period of time. Did you go by the, you went back the I-5, obviously. You know what? Yeah. We started that. Yeah. And then we went, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because we spent like six hours going, you know, like Nowhere. 25 miles. Yeah. That. Yeah. Seriously, that was about right. Mm-hmm. And then we went like, so forget this. Yeah. So uh, we went to a Motel 6, grabbed a nap. Yeah, nice. And then uh, came back onto the uh, onto, onto the I-5 and went, ooh, this is still not great. Yeah. Uh, well, this is now like about 10 at night we're traveling. Okay. Uh, it's it's uh, lightened up a little bit, but we then found a series of back roads. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that's a nice. And that's a, fun, that's a fun drive, yeah, too. Yeah, it was a nicer, uh, mm-hmm. nicer drive. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, the real trick was just uh, us keeping each other awake. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a driving fan, so I love... I love like making drives like that where you kind of go yep. off and romp. But I think we talked about it a while ago where we decided to do that. We were driving uh, along the I-5 and we thought, you know, this is boring. Let's go this way. And then we ended up driving up the arm that kind of like extends on the other side of Seattle. And so it actually doesn't, the only way to get off of this place would be to take a ferry back onto the mainland. So that was, we realized the mistakes. We turned around and came back mm. down and that, that added about three hours to our trip. And our daughters weren't very happy with us. But we, see, I like driving, so I was perfectly happy. I was like, fun drive. Yep. Uh, no, the, the only thing was the same. So we were trying to like alter things we were listening to. Like, okay, mm. now it's the music. We're going to, oh, now it's like, let's listen to some uh, news that'll get us angry. Oh, oh we're angry. Okay. We're angry, uh, news. angry, so uh, angry at the news. We'll talk about the news. And then I, I found this podcast. I went, oh, this will be perfect. Mm. This will be perfect. Quiz masters. Because mm. we're going to answer the quiz in the sure, car. Sure. And uh, holy shit. Uh, we couldn't tell. Yeah, because basically it was this. It was like a guy who came on and was just like, and you're listening to Quizmasters. And this show has gone on for hundreds of episodes, like okay. forever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. He'll have the he's shit together. A, yeah, he's got a down path. All right, we got Quizmasters. We're just going to, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. We all have a great time. And we got all our quiz mates out there. Okay, so the first person we got here is uh, uh, Dr. Number Seven. Call Dr. Number Seven. Uh, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. All right, so what are you doing today? No, not much. All right, what are you drinking? I'm going to have a Dr. Pepper. Okay, all right, well, we're going to have a great time. It's going to have some laughs, going to have some good times. All right, now let's go. And it just went from person to person, and every one of them was that. You know, it was just like, <laughs> it was like worth laughs. Because worth a good time. But here's the thing. They're all, people who, they're all people who do quizzes. I know, I know. They're not exciting people. But like plan the joke or something, Why? or set something up. Yeah, just yeah. like, how about that eclipse? Oh, well, of course, it wouldn't have been then, but something, anything yeah, going on. Yeah. So every one of them also talked. <laughs> and then the guy was like this and it was like you couldn't listen to it in the car it was terrible and every one of them was like <sighs> the, the only thing he had to say to them and what are you drinking oh, i'm drinking a glass of milk all right so now we got swizzle stick hey swizzle stick how you doing today I'm doing pretty good what you been up to today i'm with the lawn ah yeah good day for it yeah it wasn't too bad okay so what are you drinking swizzle stick just having a glass of water okay <laughs> well the laughs just keep on coming. Here we go. Let's move. Seriously, guys, listen. It's called Quizmasters. 
It's called Quizmaster. Are you sure you want to recommend this show? Uh, I do, show? because okay. it's uh, it's crazy. I'm going to try and look up what the actual damn name is. Uh, Here's... But it, it, made, it did wake us up with the laughter of like how... Oh, sorry. Friday Night Quiz Masters. Okay. Quiz and Masters are two separate words. Holy that's, shit. That's ridiculous. It's gone on forever, and it's unlistenable. Ridiculous. Uh, hey, guys. I'll tell you a show that kind of went on forever, but it's come back again, which is James Bonding Podcast, has started mm. up again, and they're redoing all the movies... Again? Why? Why? I don't know. They thought it'd be fun. Oh, they're doing it from a different point of view. Okay. They're doing fifty-two shows. Okay. Uh, they're gonna do all the movies, and they're gonna have some some little kind of in inter uh, uh what do we call it? Some Interviews. Modal Interguess? modal shows, interstitial shows that kind of fill in the gaps between the the movies. Okay. And I don't, but I don't know why they're doing it again. But but even, anyway, that uh, horrifies me. Why? Because uh, here's the thing. I've done all the Tintins, yeah, and I've done all the Beatles. I've done every mm-hmm. Beatles song mm-hmm. there is. You know what you haven't done though? You haven't done all the solo Beatles. Jesus fucking Christ! So, um, <laughs> which is going to be the name of our Bible show? <laughs> uh, and and you know, and I like doing them, and they're done. Yeah. And the idea that like you could go and do the same podcast again mm-hmm. terrifies me. That is, is like that right? someone just calling you up and going like, "Hey, yeah, we lost your high school records. <laughs> you got to do a high school over again." <laughs> yeah. So just do it all again. It's like, no, I'm fine with moving but forward, you, but, but the idea of going back and doing yeah, it again. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to do like a completely Beatles again? A completely Beatles again? Yeah. Like, like listen, what would we cover? Like, listen like do the same songs again? Yeah, yeah. Do them, no! all, do them all over no! again. No. <laughs> no. I don't. Nope. Nope. Not at all. No, thanks. No, it has, done. No, has no interest in me either. No. We're done. It's funny. We it's a it. pretty common request from, from listeners of completely Beatles. Yeah. We get about one, one or two emails a week from, from listeners who love the show. Thank you very much for loving the show. They love it. We love you for loving it. We think it's, and I, yeah, I, like, I love getting the emails, yeah. but, but often that, they always have the same thing. Right. Could you please carry on and do the solo Beatles? Yeah. And then talk about something, you know, something related to, you know, yeah, the, the, and, and cover Ringo Starr's movies. Yeah, Ringo Starr's and it's kind of going like that, and you're just like, well, no, because that's not the Beatles. Like, yeah. I, I like, I like those albums. I mean, I like most of those albums. I don't like all those albums, but I like those albums. They're, they're all pretty good. But they're not the Beatles. Like, you just cannot, you know, like, it would just be like, to me, it would just seem like a punishment to have to, like, do all, all the Beatles solo Here's albums. Like, I who wants to hear us talk about Old Wave for a whole episode? Here's what I could see. It's like, so you take a Beatles, like a Revolver. Yeah. yeah. And say someone on another show yeah. wanted to go, we're going to talk about Revolver. And then they invite you onto the show. Yeah. And then you talk about Revolver on that sure, show. Sure. That's a completely different situation. Mm-hmm. And I say, you should do that. Have Dave on your show. Or like the Dance to Death or whatever yeah, that was yeah. called. You know, and talk about uh, Death and the Beatles or something. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, it's it's been done. It feels almost like, hey, let's compare ourselves to the Beatles here. People going, hey, Beatles, get yeah. back together and do more Beatles. Yeah, that's it's right. It's like, no, we're good. <laughs> we're done. We're done that. We're done with that. Yeah. You know, there'll be other things and it'll be fine. And we will do other things. Um, speaking of the other things we're going to be doing next week, I'm yes. going to hit this again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit it hard. Yeah. Uh, come down to see us live if you get a chance. Yeah. 300th episode. Those only come around once every 300 episodes. It does. You're right. If you liked our 100th episode, mm-hmm. this is three times as good. If mm-hmm. you liked our 200th episode, yeah. this is all this one and a half times okay as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. If you say so. Precious memories. I have not. I have not seen this episode. So I have no idea if it's any good at all. No, it might just be a stinker. I'm a little dubious, actually. Yeah, yeah. And also, we don't have access to a bathroom. It's what? Gonna be rough. It's going to be rough. Okay. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, but here, uh, you should still come down. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, 2418 Main Street, oh. 
That is the Eighth Dimension Comic Book Store, which is a very nice comic book store. Very nice comic book come store. Come down, uh, buy an action figure, maybe. Come down, come often. Yeah, are you are you worried it's going to look like a regular comic book store? Doesn't. Uh, does not. Yeah. No. It's not a cluttered, crowded space. There's not an angry cat peeing on <laughs> graphic novels. <laughs> there's, there's not. There's a friendly cat peeing on graphic novels. That's right. How you doing? Whiz. <laughs> uh, and then that starts at uh, 7, but come by around uh, 6.30 if you want to get a nice seat. Yes. And, uh, you know, maybe there'll be folks from the comic book community around. Maybe there'll be folks from the comic that would community be nice. around. That would be nice. We'll see who shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, meet other listeners. See will. if they look like you. Go, wait, <laughs> this isn't my type of people at all. <laughs> I shouldn't be listening to this show. <gasps> I'm parachuting. Parachuting. That's right. Mm, no. <laughs> Geronimo. Exactly. Jump out, jump out the door. And uh, you get to see what uh, Steve Skosh looks like. And he's a nice fellow. Mm-hmm. And Steve will get to see what he talked himself into without knowing what the show's going to be about. <laughs> yes, that's right. Because he goes, oh, I don't know about this. Wait a second. Yeah, this is not... This, uh, why did I come on a show with a couple of idiots? Yeah. I often feel like people think that, though, when they do the show with us. There were a couple of dum-dums? Yeah, and they just kind of... They're suddenly like, they have this weird feeling like, oh my God, is this what I signed up for? <laughs> do you really think yeah. people think that? Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't expect it. I thought, I'm just going to come on a show and talk about myself for a little bit. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, Which is fine. Is it? That sounds I, terrible. No, I enjoy that reaction. It makes it even better for okay, me. Okay, I want to go specifically down the list of people that you think uh, felt that way. Later, later on. All right. We won't, we uh, won't embarrass them on air. So uh, it's, it's wrap them up time. Why? Why don't you? Why? Yeah. Because it's about uh, an hour and a half. Yeah, we talked about an hour and a half. Oh. That's about wrap them up time. Okay. Are you trying to stay away from your home and your chicken? Are you scared <laughs> of going back? Wanna... Yeah, I don't like the chicken. So they don't like the chicken. I like the chicken's fine. It's just that, you know, they're they're messy birds. And I feel sorry for our neighbors that have to smell. You know, it's been hot out. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. It's been hot out. It's been a hot, a long, hot summer, as the style council once said. And it is dry. And once you poo on it, once you poo on the dry, it gets kind of smelly. And also, flies. That's a good point. And, and, I, and I, you know what? I'm not a fan of flies. You know? I'm not a fan no of flies poo. flies on you. Yeah. I don't like poo. I just want to put that out there. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to judge you, not you personally, Ian, but yeah. you, per, uh, general society. General society. I'm not going to judge you and your love of poo. I just don't dig it. And as I said before, chicken poo is doubly gross because it's two kinds of poo. It's not one poo. Like, you can, they can put up with a dog poo because you're like, well, there it is. Scoop it up, get rid yeah. of it. But when you have an animal it that has. It was white briefly in the 70s for some reason. Poo was white? Uh, dog poo. Well, if you, leave it, if you leave it on the lawn for a while, yes, it does turn white. Not nowadays. Why not? It's different. Oh, so? Different stuff in the food. Oh, is that right? Yeah. There's white dog poo in the 70s. We don't have that anymore. Oh, interesting. Yep. Uh, so, but chicken poo is just, it's a horrible thing. And then also, she doesn't do it in the grass. She does it on the our concrete. So she's like, like shaking it in your face. She's like, look, look at this brown gravy with a little island. What do you think of that? Not much? And well, now, let me wrap that up by saying that uh, everybody knows about the bird. Now that the bird is the, the bird, word. The bird is the word. Bird. 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 Bird is the bird word. Bird is the word. This is the yeah. end theme song to mm-hmm. uh, Chick Talk. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Yeah. Well, everybody knows about the bird. The bird, bird, bird. bird. The bird is the word. Hey, people might not realize this. There was a band in the 60s called the Rivingtons. And the Rivingtons were like a surf surf rock and surf act. Okay. And they had two songs that they were well known for. One was called The Bird is the Word. And the other song was called Papa Um Mau Mau. Oh. And this other band who weren't from a surfing area called the Trashmen. they took those two songs and they made them into one song and that became surf and bird nice that is a fact the reason i know that is because i collected two different novelty al- albums one had the bird as a word on it and the other one had uh the papa umau mau 
And I was like, oh, okay. Someone t- obviously these guys took this these two songs and they made it into a. Yeah. Did you know that Alan Arkin had a rival version of the Banana Boat song that was going through the charts the same time as Harry Belafonte's Banana Boat song was? Mm-hmm. And the two of them. I didn't uh, know that actually. Really had issues with each other. Is that, I didn't know they had issues, but I they knew did. that I knew that was they a fact. They had uh, issues and they well, tried suing each other. Well, but here's the thing though: is that Alan Arkin's band were the people who did the original ap- ad- adaptation of that song. Mm-hmm. So Harry Belafonte was covering Ellen Arkin's band's version of that song. So uh, he had no beef with Ellen Arkin. Ellen Arkin had a beef with him, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, there we go. At the same time, yep. Harry Belafonte's version sold gangbusters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Ellen Arkin's group got uh, adaptation. Uh, well, according to him, it that. did okay. Okay. Did all right. Yeah. Yep. That's good. I like the impersonation as well. Thanks. That reminds me of Inspector Clouseau for some reason. Well, he played him. <laughs> no, I know. Good. Not well, though. No. <laughs> he knows it was a mistake. He knows it was a mistake? Yeah. Hmm. Does, Steve Ma- Does Steve Martin know it was a mistake? Ooh. I don't know. Actually, okay, that's a film that surprisingly I like. Oh, really? I shouldn't like. And I, I, went, I went into it watching it and going like, well, this is going to be shit. Oh, right, I'm laughing more than I thought I would. <laughs> Low expectations. That's interesting. Well, that helps a lot. Well, he, is a, off. he is a funny guy when he wants to be. Yeah. He's also wild and crazy. I've heard that. Apparently. From him. About art. But that is a yes. And the banjo. <laughs> well, you know, he's p- kind of like, he's kind of like Jim Jim Davies. He made his millions and he retired. I remember one time that uh, Steve Martin was on the Arsenio Hall show. Okay. Steve Martin made a joke. Yep. And Arsenio Hall tried calling him on it as if it was a bit of a racial joke. But I don't think it was. Uh. But he took... He went. He went after. He went there, him, you yeah. know, to like uh, kind of bring him down a notch. Mm-hmm. And Steve Martin uh, won that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, Steve Martin is also very intelligent. Yeah, I think he stood up and just go, "You're right. That was the wisest thing ever said." Hey, everybody, mayonnaise for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And nice. it was weird because it was a. Uh, nice. It was odd to see a talk show host try to take down. Yeah, the guest that's not a, a good bit, idea. Like, directly turn on the mm-hmm. guest. That's not a good idea. Yeah. By the way, I heard of, uh, I was listening to... Oh, I thought uh, we were wrapping up, but anyway. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is how <laughs> we wrap like up. Uh, yeah, Norm right. MacDonald interviewed David Letterman. Have you heard that? I heard that. Yes, that was very good. And I liked his, uh, I liked Norm's descri- description of what the Letterman show was. Which is? Which was, uh, on the David Letterman show, uh, Dave was in on the joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, the studio audience was in on the joke. Yeah. The audience at home was in on the joke. Yeah. The guest was the joke. <laughs> oh, that was often the case. Yeah. And there were guests who did not enjoy that. Nope. Most famously being uh, Nastasia Kinski. She did not enjoy being oh, the joke. what did she do? She came out and her hair was a big tangled mess. Yeah. Sort of a, I don't know if she's kind of going for junky couture or whatever. Kind of that. And Letterman asked if he'd, she'd been attacked by an owl. <laughs> and uh, she did not <laughs> like that at all. Famously, famously upset with him for that. Did she he apologized. She did not storm off, I don't believe, but did she was... Did the owl come on and then complete the owl, the owl. <laughs> I give a hoot what yeah. you say about me. Yeah. This is give the me guy a tootsie who... roll and I'll leave. This is the guy who said that about me. Who? He, he did. Who? He, he did. Who? I'm telling you now, it was this guy. Who? <laughs> Very limited act, that act. <laughs> yeah. It, it used to be Abbott and Abbott and Owl. Abbott and Owl. Who's on first? Who? <laughs> That's right. Who's on first? Who? Would you quit saying who? I told you. Who's on first? The biggest, who? The biggest problem was they could only perform at nightclubs. That's right. <laughs> the owl just could not get up during the day. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Who's your favorite British sci-fi character? Who? <laughs> and we're, that's about it. We're good. Horton hears a who. <laughs> that's, that's the show. He later performed. He was later in the <laughs> film uh, The Extra Who. He turned his head. 
360 degrees. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. That happened. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Well, it's about. <laughs> should have wrapped it up ten minutes ago. Woo! <laughs> should have wrapped you, it up. You. You should have oh, wrapped it up. <laughs> am I the host? Oh, yeah. I am the host. I'm sorry. I, I. When you started wrapping it up, I was like, I guess Ian's the host. I forget you know what, what I realized doing show. was. Yeah. Uh, that every anniversary show mm-hmm. is going to have me host yeah, yeah. because they're all even numbers. That's how I planned it. That's how this I planned bullshit. it. I think we should toss a coin nope. before the show. I don't and think see we who, should at uh, all. I don't think we should at all. I think you do a perfectly acceptable job. Right. Every, everyone so far. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Uh, everybody, do you like. Knows about the bird. Do you like old 70s TV shows like we do? <laughs> do you enjoy references that in no way would you ever get because you were young hip people listening to podcasts? And we are old and dusty and gray. If you do enjoy those things, how about write to us and tell us? Uh, you can write to us at our website. It's sneakydragon.com. We have a comments board there like we're older people. Because those are all out of fashion now, aren't they? I have no idea what yep. they even are. We have a switchboard operator that connects to all the messages together. Switchboard Susan. Uh, we also have email, which is a step above snail mail. But I suppose we have that too. You can find my address online somewhere. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, someone could mail you. Someone by could mail old timey mail. Old-timey mail. Uh, or send us a letter at uh, the Eighth Dimension, and maybe they'll that's right. Uh, give it to care us. of the Eighth Dimension. You can write to us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. We have a we have a Facebook page. It's called Sneaky Dragon. We have a Twitter thingy, a Twitter handle at sneaky underscore dragon, and we are on Tumblr. And by the way. We are on Patreon. And by the way, <laughs> I'm just going to go, I'm going to go off, off the trail for a second here. I'm sorry. Okay. Everyone. That's how you get dysentery. Uh, I am, I don't, what I'm not liking now are podcasts that have Patreon. Why? Like, I don't, I feel like we do not, you know, like thumb people over the head with this whole Patreon thing. But what I don't like that people are doing now is they're like taking their content of their shows and they're putting it behind a paywall on Patreon. Mm. So you have to like give them $5 a month. Yeah. And then we then we'll give you stuff. Listen, yeah. listen for nothing. What we would like your money, obviously. That's why we have Patreon. If you feel like supporting us, it would be great. We have a Patreon. It's called Sneaky Dragon. And if fabulous, a dollar a month, whatever you feel like giving us, and some and some of our listeners, fabulous people, all have generously donated to us a monthly amount. And thank you kindly to help us pay for things that happen on the show. Right. You know we. And we give you things for free. We give you Completely Beatles. We give you Totally Tintin. We give you Sneaky Dragon yeah. every week. 300 almost rated episodes so far that are there for the taking. Dave does drawings. Pretty drawings you can look at. Uh, yeah, I haven't been so good at that lately. But yeah, oh, that's part of our show. I mean, we have lots of content for you. And so that's all stuff. I don't like the idea of withholding content from listeners and holding it ransom. And you can only hear it if you pay us money. Yeah. We will never do that. Okay. Yet. Yeah, we say. You know what it feels like to me when uh, we hear shows are doing that? It yeah. feels like, okay, it feels like there's a big buffet of food, mm-hmm. and then a couple of things are covered Yeah. Uh, with, like, uh, you got to give them money all the time yeah. for those things. And yeah. I get that, but it's like, I've got other options. Mm-hmm. I can move on now to the next thing. And I yeah. get it. Yeah. I understand. It feels like that's not the way to do it. No, no. You know, And some shows have way too many ads. Way too many ads to, I think, disrupt the flow of the show. Yeah. And that's a problem, too. I mean, people are still trying to find out how to monetize this kind of stuff. I yeah. get that. I, I, but those two ways, let's just say, not right. Those don't work. Like the big chunk of ads in the middle of the show. Huge. Like when I listen to a Pod Save America, I like that show. But there's too many ads. And okay. they try to make them funny, and that's great. But they go on way, 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 way yeah, too long. Yeah, by making them funny, it takes, it takes too long. Too, 
too long. Almost, uh, it'd be better to be less funny and yeah. just blurt out the garbage and then get on with the it show. It reminds me of when I used to go to Pizza Hut, and I enjoyed going to Pizza Hut back in the day because it was an inexpensive pizza. I still like Pizza Hut. That's fine, but it, but you admit it's an inexpensive pizza. Like you get like yeah, a, that's like why a I like personal it. pizza and a drink, and it's like a salad. It's, ooh, it's good value. Yeah. Okay. Now here's the only problem. There is a there was a waiter. <laughs> who uh, was uh, a magician. Oh. And so it started off no. one day, we're like, would you like to see a trick? Well, of course I would. Here's the thing with a coin. Lovely. Yeah. Over the months, it got to the point where he he would come out with a little table, and he would unfold the table, and I'd have to watch a series of magic tricks oh. in order to eat. Uh. And it would be like, eh, this is not what I came here for. Yeah. There's nothing wrong yeah. with this. I understand you're doing your thing. Mm. And that's what it feels like when someone's like, all right, and here comes the Blue Apron ad for a long time. Like, I get it. And also, you get, like, to resent the uh, sponsor after yeah. a certain point. Yeah. Okay, that being said, okay. Ian and I have an exciting offer on Patreon right now. So, support listeners, giving us $5 a month. We'll give you a magic trick. We're going to give. We're gonna have table talk. It's Ian and I at the restaurant, ordering our food, talking to the waitress. Me, you, you know, clumsily flirting with the wait- waitress or server, as it, people want to call it now. But it sounds weird if I'm flirting with... Anyway, that, that kind of stuff... <laughs> Five dollars a month. You can yeah, hear that's, that. That's what made it weird. That's gonna make it <laughs> the name of it. That's gonna make it. That's gonna make it. Uh, you know, so we're gonna have that on there. Five dollars a month. Ten dollars a month. You get table talk, which is us talking while we're eating. So you're gonna get yeah, a lot our of mouths will be full. You're getting a lot of full mouths, a lot of clinging and clanging of glasses and stuff like that. It's gonna be great. Yeah. If you want to hear us masticate, this is your opportunity. Ten dollars a month, Stinky Dragon. Uh, I think there's a lot of spell correcting that's going on in that that's making people upset with what we're... What $20 getting. a month. Oh, Lord. $20 a month. What we do, actually, is we take Sneaky Dragon out of your feed. <laughs> you don't have to listen to the show at all. This is just something we have on Patreon right now. If you are interested in these things, please go to Patreon and check it out. Everybody, let me just say by the thank way, you yeah, thank for you. Thank you. I'm going to interrupt you real quick and go, to anyone our that flirts with show. a waitress is the worst person in the world. <laughs> If you do it next to me, I will never see you again. Don't be that creep. You know I've never done that. I know. Oh, my gosh. Hey, I would never. Hey, beautiful. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh no. my God. I'm just going to set the restaurant on fire. It's over. So knock dead. over the candle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, terrible. So oh, if, if you want to hear that, it's only cost you $5 a month. That's right. Oh, nothing's worse. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to our show. For the rest of our thank yous and uh, I'll call it uh, 250 to Patreon. You can hear the rest, how the rest <laughs> of the show ends.